There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. I am upset because I really needed you on Thursday. Because I'm coming to New York on Wednesday and I needed you on Thursday and you're going to be on Atlanta until Sunday, which sort of fucks me up. I didn't plan for this. I'm so sorry. Why do you need me on Thursday, pray tell? I need you to go suit shopping with me. I need a suit for a straight wedding. Oh my God. Why do you need me there? You've done it before. I just don't want to go alone and I felt like it could be bonding time with me and my sis. You understand. Anyway, how are you enjoying Atlanta instead of being with me and shopping for suits? It's interesting. Um, Uh I am in the um, parts where... um, a lot of the people. Basically, I went to Barry's today in Buckhead. Brag. Which, um, what? Drag? Brag. Drag. Brag. No, not, a, not a brag at all. I Not a brag at all, but I went to Barry's in Buckhead and it's very, you know, straight, rich, white energy, which we love in mm-hmm. settings like Barry's where, you know, it's kind of a safe space for that. Yeah. But um, I How are your calves like, looking? Are they looking like so thick. I don't like my calves. Remember that episode of Grey's where you um, don't like your calves? They're famous. Well, they're 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 they're, they're hanging too low now, and they're a little oh, too meaty. Shit. And then there was an episode where I was like, Callie and and Christina have to slice into a man's. The way this is the second week in a row you've taken a topic that we're talking about and then bringing up a niche old episode of Grey's Anatomy. It's it's iconic. It's almost as iconic as your own calves the way you do this thank you and i do know of course i know the episode you're talking about 
You know what you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And they both they both each have a scalpel, and then they both like look in each other's eyes and count down. And then you see the fucking incision, and then that that brilliant actor, whoever that was playing the patient, just going ah, <laughs> like really, really iconic scream work. Really okay, that has good. nothing to do with how your calves look currently. Do the I, I bet they look absolutely stunning. They're your chief feature i believe today was arms and abs it was my first time in any oh. group fitness setting since the pandemic and oh my God. gotta say just as debasing and humiliating as it was before no progress since it's okay it's okay can i tell you what happened to me today at the gym yeah i haven't heard from you in so long queen yeah well what happened to you what happened to me at the gym today so i'm in i'm sort of in the locker room right looking around you're looking hot by the way can i tell you something fuck humiliating can, can I say something humiliating? Every fucka, day fucka. I go to the gym and I work hard. No, I know I'm doing the same thing. That's why I went Berries! to- I Absolutely. But I, I'm not really going for an ideal. I just want to like be able to like walk on and be and like- feel good. You know, you know what? This is this is this is this is what we have, and and we're grateful for it. And there was some some effort put into this, and that's Hundo. the best. That's the best we can do. I'm not. I did not mean to entrap you with your statements. I never felt. That's not what I do. But I, I never felt entrapped for a second. But here's what I here's what I'll say. say. You need to be less victimized by my words, Queen. Well, I'm really a lot of it is just sort of me playing with you, like the cat and mouse, the very Tom and Jerry of it all. You understand? I sort of no, okay. want to like I think drag you-, you a little bit because I love to see you on your hind legs because that's when your calves pop the most. Am I am I a mouse or <laughs> am I a cat? And then I between the dog Bitch, and you the cat are the and mouse, out, okay? You're and then you're the dog and I'm the cat. But then in the cat very and much mouse, so. you're the cat and I'm the Wolf, mouse, etc. Mm. I think I'm always okay. going to be the bigger one. <laughs> Oh my wait! God. What is- this actually is a good segue. But first, I want to talk about what happened to me at the gym. What happened to you at the gym? An older daddy in the locker room gave me the look that said, "Let's fuck," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Huh, I couldn't have run out of there faster. And I oh. gotta tell you, the whole thing horned me up. It yeah, horned me up. Of course, it did. Because he was hot, but I was too like chaotic in my head about hooking up at the gym. Something I've never done. I I understand. I understand a lot. Our guest is appalled. She's surprised. Well, I, you know, some of us have never gotten that look, and I think you should have really. Next time you get that look, you should you should really go for it. Okay. Honestly, as you know, I've been in all sorts of new sexual pursuits. The threesome of it all. Maybe the maybe hooking up with a daddy at the gym is sort of my thing now. Maybe maybe New York. I'm coming. Anyway, um, to sort of speak on the Tom and Jerry of it all. Yes. Here's the thing about our guest. Oh, my God. Now, you sort of told me that our guest did remember this happening, but I don't know she if she knows I was happening. there. So She did know you were. I think she does no. know that you were there. Yes. Cut to, cut to, just cut, readers, go back in time with us to, I think, what was it? The 2019 Emmys? It was the last Emmys with a crowd. The last Emmys. So, with a crowd. So 2019. Um, Bowen and I decide about halfway through, we're going to go sort of, to the bar. You understand? We're going to get our red wines. We're going to We're going to load up. And we ask, we sort of ask around, like, who needs drinks? Everyone's saying, I need a drink. I need a drink. We go, great. So we're walking back into the, into the auditorium, which is very much what it was. And mm-hmm. we're sort of double fisting drinks. And while we're doing this, we're having, I would say, a fun altercation talking about which one of us is the busy and which one is the Michelle? Because we had been looking across the auditorium 
And there and they we were. spotted Busy and Michelle. And they looked to be having a great time. Always, and I, always they were having a good time at and I was like, shows. I was like, and I was your date that night. And I was like, I will always be your date. And I, I, I want us always to accompany each other at these events. Yes. And yes. I think we were sort of arguing because I think we both felt like, I think we both, and this is not straight, but I think we both wanted to be busy. I wanted to be busy. Uh, and I believe <laughs> that I am busy. And I know I am busy. And where were we? Okay, so then, so then, then, so then, then, I swear to God, right behind us is this is the duo themselves, is Busy the duo and themselves. Michelle. And I don't, they didn't hear us. They did you? Hear oh, us. Did you hear us? No, they didn't hear us. Oh my God, Bowen! First of all, I fucking knew who you were, and yeah, I duh. was like, yeah, Avi, and I was fully <laughs> eavesdropping, and I. No! No, we were talking so. about you guys, though, weren't we? Yes. You, no, then, you did not you hear us. That's cute. humiliating. You were being cute. And then I was like explaining to Michelle who everyone was. Okay, oh. so then the, we, have, well, we, we, have we the couldn't get back to our seats. We couldn't no, get back to our was, seats. It was bottleneck. We got held. It was bottleneck. And Busy says yeah. to us, and this was huge. She goes, you guys are really killing it with those drinks. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, oh, my jaw dropped. And I, and I, you know, when I, you want to know what I recognized? I was like, that's MR energy. Because I don't think you would ever say to people that you had met, you guys are killing it with those drinks. That's me. And that's when if I turned I to you. I saw two gay men <laughs> like fucking triple fisting, no. I'd be like, you guys are really killing it with those drinks. Like you one not. Miss Busy Phillips <laughs> well, I would. Well, guess what? I would have already said it. So okay. that, if had you said it after me, you would have looked like a real flop. Then the iconic thing was, Literally, Michelle we get, won the Emmy. We get to our seats. Mm. It's like she sits down, then she gets called up, swoops up, gives that iconic speech, and, and then I turn to you and I said, "That's speech. definitely you, because you're you you are going to be giving iconic speeches." No, 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 no. Come no, September, not. FYC. No. Oh no, I will be. Bowen, I no feel like speeches. you. I feel like you are. I feel like you could get. I feel like you have an iconic speech within. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Haven't you ever? Haven't you given? Haven't we all? She's given, given many iconic, iconic speeches. speeches. No, just when I testified before Congress about abortion rights, that was that's, that. But that, that was that, an iconic. That speech. qualifies as iconic speech, and it made the rounds. And so, just suffice it to say, our guest today, full blown icon, that icon. we are excited to have on the show. You first knew her when she played the iconic Kim Kelly on Freaks and Geeks, followed up by Dawson's Creek, babe. The underrated gem of a sitcom that was Cougar Town, for which Cougar she won Town. the Critics' Choice sure. Award for Supporting Actress, okay? In a comedy mm-hmm. series. Well, you've seen her in films like White Chicks, I Feel Pretty, He's Just Not That Into You. I mean, the iconic late night show, Busy Tonight, and now hosts the podcast, Busy Phillips is doing her best. And we haven't even mentioned, she's one of the quartet of our favorite show on right now, Girls 5 Eva, which, got which just say, got renewed for was season renewed two. for season two today on I Peacock. Know. Everyone, please welcome into your ears, Busy Phillips! <laughs> this is the best introduction I've had on any podcast to date. <laughs> Ooh, high What praise. about award shows? Award shows, I feel like I don't even know what they say. They're just, it's terrible. <laughs> it's so, it's, always, it's dark. And now, from Dawson's Creek, Michelle Williams, and from Cougar Town, it's like, wait, Busy Busy no. was in that too. Yeah, I know. It's But they, you know, I feel like it's always, yeah, it's always a miss. Anytime it's always a I'm, miss. It's always a miss whenever you're introduced. Also, like, the amount of times I've had to ask 
them not say actress uh-huh. and just say actor. Yes, like totally. I just find like the gendering, but then it's like, I don't know. Then it's all always weird. Cause people like to put, throw words in like activist mother. Oh yeah. Sure. It's like, all right, everybody calm the fuck down. She's an activist mother. And then they always follow it up with, and that's the most important role. I mean, it's not, but sure. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Wait, Look. how are you feeling this day when the when the when the renewal got announced? Very yeah, huge. Congrats. Exciting. Thanks. Bowen, I'm sad to learn from this podcast that you what? were not a fan of yourself. Yeah, he's a on flop. this show. He was so on good Girls on it too. But you were amazing. What are you fucking talking about? He did it. He did it so this could happen. I know. I, no, 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 not at all. I think back on the day that you that that oh. you and I shared a scene and well, I, was I was just like out of it. No, but but this is the thing. It's like, if you're a pro, if you're like busy Phillips level, even if you're out of it, you show up. Strep throat. Yes. Strep you throat show on up. set? No, no, no. no, no well, no, no, here's no, no. what happened. Because COVID times, we were filming yeah. during COVID. Huge. And yeah. I woke up. Peak COVID. This is January. January. Peak. peak height mm-hmm. of. When COVID Plus, was the it girl. It, she really was. Plus, <laughs> I have two children who were in person school. Now they mm-hmm. were like potted and they had like a whole protocol and everything. I woke up Monday morning and I was like, mm. she came for me. Like, this is it. Yeah, we're done. Is, she's knocked on the we're door. Done. It's, we're done. We got yeah. it. And I <laughs> called production me. and I was like, this is what's happening. I'm yeah. not coming in and obviously. And you I'm did the responsible g- thing. Of course. But I was like, I'm going to, even though, by the way, I could have gotten the free test at work. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not coming in. I'm going to go to the place here that's like the rapid PCR test. So you get mm-hmm. your result. At that point, it was like, you get your result in an hour was mm-hmm. the fastest you could do it. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I'm 99% sure I have COVID. Um <laughs> And I was pretty much freaking the fuck out. Shit. And we held the kids home from school. And I went, <gasps> I mean, you, I can't be, I'm not an irresponsible no, you, person. You know what no. I mean? Because they felt fine. They're like, this is dumb. I'm like, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll know in an hour. We're being a mother. But I also did feel, I felt like I've had like chronic sinus issues. Guys, this is boring. But no. I no. did feel like this is a strep throat situation. And, and then I thought, well, is COVID's? That is that what that is? I mm-hmm. don't know. I didn't have so. Anyway, test came back. Neg- oh, and guess who I saw? Um, <laughs> oh my god! While getting the code her name. Test? Yes. What um, was her name? On the Upper West, you know, iconic fucking New Yorker, and the, the documentary with Martin Scorsese. Fran oh, Lebowitz. I fucking saw Fran Lebowitz on the street. I swear uh, yeah. to God, I drove. I drove up, which by the way, you know, I'm a real LA bitch and I had my car you, you, shipped here uh-huh. <laughs> and I drive <laughs> everywhere. I love it. So I drive up to the COVID test place, get out of my car. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Fran Lebowitz Fran. walking no down the street. Way. And I was like, if I didn't think like 90% yeah, chance COVID, that I had COVID, I, obviously, and like annoy the shit out of her. But anyway, so I was like, <laughs> I'm going to protect an icon. I'm not going to say Hello went and got the COVID test. It was negative. And then I was like, well, then I'm pretty sure I have strep throat. 
And I went to this doctor that they like, ref- I don't have any doctors here yet. Still, mm, that's right. This is a that's right. Bad move on my, my kids have pediatricians, <laughs> dentists. My In dog has a vet. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I hooked about- everyone up. And like, I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I go. Actually, I did get a great gyno from Michelle. So I'm oh, good the there. Best. Love that. All I think, you know, so I'm that I take care of. But so the studio or the production sent me to some doctor. I went to his office. It was so bizarre. Mm. You know, those studio doctors are always. I dealt with one once and it was like, huh? There's like a lot of was, bits. <laughs> it's the, the offices are wacky, wacky. Was this in Greenwich Village? The headshots everywhere. It was right by NYU. So it was, yes, it, I know exactly what you you're know talking, who I'm about. talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Did, he gave me a talking to when I went for an insurance physical before Nora from Queens. And he was just like, he's like, you know, you got to stop smoking. I don't know you what do. to tell you. I know. And I have, but he's just I like, love this stuff. He's an he, icon. No, no. But he no. berated me. No, 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 no. Don't take wasn't his that. side. That's not how it wasn't, this is going to go. Sorry, I'm sorry, Busy. No, no, no. I, I, it wasn't that I was smoking. It was that I, I said that um. I said that I have some chest pain, like uh, some chest pain. And then he was like, what's this about chest pain? And I was like, oh, you know, um, I don't really have it. It's just like I I just get like a chest cough every now and then. He was like, (laughs) well, that's not what that question's asking on the form. So I don't want you to lie on these forms because that becomes like an issue for. And then he just like it was a form issue. And so he just like. But this is this, this is the same doctor, I think, busy. Like, oh, like a dusty to, old. I, yes. And my, yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Wait, okay, you went to I know exactly. It is 100% him. And I went <laughs> in and he's like, tell me what's happening. And I was like, I'm, I must have strep throat. My COVID test was negative. And he's like, adults don't get strep throat. When he, <laughs> I'd be very, I'd be very surprised if you got strep, if you have strep throat. When you have kids, and I was like, I'm. I'm so sorry. Are you sure that's not true? I'm almost positive that I have strep throat. And and also, I've been an adult for 20 fucking years. <laughs> and I've had strep throat as an adult. Yeah. What are you talking about? He cultured my, <laughs> wait, wait. So he cultures my throat. And he's like, well, we'll get, we'll have the results in 48 to 72 hours. I was like, what? That long? Why would it take so long to send out a strep throat test? That is how long it takes now. Well, it does not, Matt. Not it if you does. Go, Any no. strep test I've had, and I've been poked and prodded back in my throat for years and years. I used I had strep throat all the time when I was a kid. It was a my real, kid's pediatrician oh. runs it in fifteen minutes. Oh, oh. oh maybe this. I have to. I'm not on board with this doctor anymore. Ever okay, since it kind anyway, of took a turn of like adults don't get streps. No, no. It's but crackery. he like gave me an. He's like, but oh yeah, wow, really does look like strep. And I was like. Uh- <laughs> yes i have he's okay. bad he sucks <sighs> so he gave me an antibiotic while we waited for the results that i should just start <laughs> taking and then Don't you love that and then i was like what should i do now in any other work situation i've ever been in and i've been on television shows since i was an infant basically i mean 19 uh if you're <laughs> sick or like say have just given birth like you go immediately back to shooting if yeah you have, yeah anything if you have the stomach flu like you they give you steroids and you go back to work like i have worked through fucking everything mm-hmm. and that's not how it should be though no, no. by the way a hundred percent not but you know they don't want productions no, i actually course, think this has to do with cleopatra because do you guys know the story really? with, yeah do go you know on. the story with cleopatra with elizabeth no, taylor maybe i don't No, maybe we want to know and the reader should know that's it's, history 
There's an incredible article, I believe it was in Vanity Fair, like in the mid 90s, maybe early aughts. And it was about like the disaster of the financial ruin of the movie Uh Cleopatra. But part of the issue was that at the time, Elizabeth Taylor declared that she would not work for the week before, the week during, or the week after her menses. So essentially, she could only work. One week. A week. <laughs> a <year>. Every, mu- every <laughs> a month? month. <laughs> yeah, like it was like the days were sort of like negotiable, but it was like a, it was like basically like three weeks out of the month she was unavails due to her period. That's iconic. I can't I, I can't work. When I, when I, when I the week before, during, and after I come. Exactly. I, <laughs> I need time to recharge. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, how long was production? It okay, was sorry, sorry. it was Exor- you have to look up this article. It was like exorbitantly long. It ended with like the sale of half of Culver City. Yeah. So that they could get out of debt for the movie. It is like bonkers. Like they like who, who Sony who made the, the movie or whatever. I think it must have been Sony because Culver City. It was, it was Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Fox. Okay. So they like basically owned all of Culver City right, and then right. had to just sell it off because <laughs> of the debt of Cleopatra. Like the movie budget was something at the time like $300 million, which like uh-huh. in today's market is like $2 billion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's not, those aren't real numbers or math, but it was, it's like fucking bonkers it's insane so you think that like production schedule expectations insurance are- stuff yeah yeah, to, yeah i think yeah. it dates back to that i think <sighs> that the studios then were just like oh motherfuck no and like <laughs> we're putting this shit on lockdown and like <laughs> you are coming to work rain or shine and that's it i don't know this pilot that i just did this girl i think it might be a scheduling thing too because it's so hard especially when you're on a tight schedule this girl was having one of the worst migraines I've ever witnessed. And it was like, it was like a night shoot. So it was like, you don't want to deal with a migraine at any point, but especially when it's late at night, it was one of those things where it was like 10 minutes before she could feel it coming. And she's like, okay, I have to leave and get home now. She's like someone who dealt with migraines and they did have to like find a way to shoot her out because it was that bad. But like, no one should have to do that. It's crazy. I know, but they, but they, but they do. Like, I mean, they just, I once on Cougar Town, um, I had like completely thrown out my back, like in a way, like, I don't know if you, you guys are pretty young. I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I had also had birdie, like birdie was only like a year and a half old. And so my stomach mm. muscles were still very weak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm. apparently why you throw your back out. Um, or like, especially like <laughs> me moms do. Yeah. I could not get off of the floor and I uh. was like, Oh, tears shit. streaming down my face crying in pain no. and like the prop guy gave me like a valium or something and i or like <laughs> some muscle were like a soma and i like just it's always the prop guy i mean always the best <laughs> the best um but and, and i just okay? went back to work no yeah. i was in so much pain but i <laughs> but you but were I able no to choice. get up off the floor you were yeah, able to I, you sort of able to mobilize i no i wasn't but i just i had to like <laughs> rally and go do the scenes and then go lay it on the floor and cry and but so anyway so it was like the shock of my life also i was so sad that i missed that like missed most of the episode on girls five eva the shock of my life when production was like due to covid protocols you must stay home home. yes until like 48 hours after you start taking the antibiotics or whatever yeah and (sighs) 
I was like, are you, what, what am I supposed to do? I've never not, I've never just I know. rested. Not gone. Yeah. I know. I, that's funny that you say that because Bowen, I was texting him the whole time he was doing it because I was so excited he was doing it. And I was like, is Busy there? And, and he was like, well, she's sick. And then, so in when, in watching the episode, there's one part where they, they cut, they cut over to like this stand-in who's sort of like in your visage. And it's what, just like this. She's like, seven feet tall and she weighs so 110 and, pounds. And she was like so 17 years old. And she was just like, like, it's, it's just so funny because she's in like the like foreground and you're just sort of like, she's just like perched up on like sitting on a box and you're like, is that? Busy? It's Do they think that not. that looks like busy? I didn't clock it. No, I, I knew to clock it because it. you had said that busy was sick. I so I knew to. But clock even though it. I was in the room, I was like, "That's there." There's like there's, <laughs> there's the character. Busy. There's there she busy. Is. <laughs> there's wait wait. I'm such a bad viewer. What's wait wait? What's what? Dawn? No, Dawn is Dawn is Sarah. Gloria is Paula. Summer. 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 You freak. Fuck. You. I'm he sorry. Didn't really Summer work and Kev. Summer yeah, and Cav. Summer and Cav. Mm. I was going through that one scene and then I just I just remember thinking, I'm fucking this up. I'm fucking this up. I'm fucking this up. Like, I'm Bowen. just like, no, no, no. This is, we're just bringing this back to like the day that I worked with Busy feeling like I was like, I'm not doing a good job. But this is, that's just me. That we don't, we don't have to unpack this. I am like going to figure it out by the time I like go back to work. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. No. <laughs> I had a lot of, I felt weird that day. I was nervous because I had been away from work and I felt so insecure about that. Mm. And then I was like, sort of just, I felt I hadn't really eaten anything in many, many days. Ugh. Definitely hadn't had any alcohol in like six days. I was uh-huh. very skinny, guys. That one mm. scene, just FYI. Oh. <laughs> You looked stunned. Also, I have to say, the no, show is... my COVID, my COVID days have been <laughs> tough. It's After been tough. Post stress, oh, it's been tough for all of us. Yeah, yeah and I think yeah. I think that's why we're so we opened the show today being fixated on like, okay, got to get ready for Fire Island. I well, you know I was what I, mean? I was listening we're to sick. that. Obviously, I was sitting here a sort of absorbing that, yeah. absorbing <laughs> the moment, and I and I feel like it's just the last frontier, isn't it? Yeah, just like. Yeah, letting yeah. letting it fucking go and like I being know. like, this is it. I love it. I'm healthy. I love I love it when I see it on other people. But we're not there. <laughs> no, we're just it's not. hard to get there inside your own head. And then I always th- I remind myself, and I think this is such a good thing for everyone to remind themselves: is no one is thinking about you no, as ever. much as you are ever, ever. Except if you're famous, though, Matt. That's not true. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, so sometimes I'm like, I look like shit. And then somebody tweets me like, I saw Busy Phillips at Hugo's. She looked like shit. No. You know, and then you're like, well, there you go. You didn't have to tag me. You know what I mean? The tag is always a huge question mark for me. I'm like, why the tag? Oh. Like, tag. If you wanted to hate me, you could have done that in private. I really didn't need to know. I don't know who it helps. I mean, it helps them because it gets your attention. That's sure. the kicker, isn't it? Mm. I think this is a particular summer during which people are extra d- d- are thoughtful about just mm-hmm. um right appearance. it's the you're reemerging from a cocoon. Yeah. You want to look good and you want to pretend like you were one of those people that was like I spent the whole time working on me and getting better and like losing 40 pounds and really you're like I spent the whole time eating tates and drinking <laughs> bottles of rosé at night. 
Like, yeah. well, that's just my experience. I can't project for you. But, you know, I think it's like a little bit people feel this this pressure of of reemerging looking better than ever. But I never had looked better ever in my life. It is the hottest I've ever fucking been in February of 2020. Ugh. Wait. Oh, so like right before. Yeah, I was the best. My body, my body. I literally this is not a joke. Like in early March of 2020, I remember looking in the mirror and I was like, it's what you always wanted. Mm-hmm. You did it. Ah. Like, that's it. I was like, you look great. You look great. You fucking Wait, did it. Talk yeah. about this. Talk about this moment. Cause I want I want you to like <laughs> bottle this bottle this up. Yeah. What, what was the what was the reason for it? What made you think? What made you satisfied? Because this is the thing that I think I'm always looking in the mirror, Bowen. <laughs> yes, yes. So and I always But what have, about like, February 2020 made you think like wow? February, I, March. I've, I don't know. It just was like it all came together. Mm, great. She just was looking great. I had been working out so much and like, but it was like I had like let so much food stuff go. Like in terms of yeah. I threw my scales out mm. uh, like a couple months earlier. And then like I just felt all this freedom and I was like still eating nachos at Petty Cash mm-hmm. on Monday nights and still like <laughs> feeling like I was like, I was like, I've turned into like, Cameron Diaz of 99 where I'm like I'm eating a burger but I look like this right like I just (laughs) had this thing and I was like this is it it's what you've always wanted it's balance like I didn't fucking I wasn't like like having sugar craving like yeah stuffing my face with I wasn't binging 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 right but like you know not in a way where I would purge just I would go through periods of time in my life since I was a young actor first told to lose weight where mm-hmm. um young act or who's a woman in this industry who was told to lose weight uh, um that i would like go through periods of time where i'd be really 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 strict and regimented and be like um still just like a normal sized person you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then i would like fall off the wagon and binge and then whatever and then i had my kids and i was like i can't continue this this is fucked for them because they're um, well, I have like a little girl and then my non-binary teen. Um, but still like body issues are body issues. Like you guys are proof that it doesn't, no. it doesn't matter your gender. Um, so yeah, like I just was trying to get a handle on it for many years and like 20, well, 2019 and 2020, I was like, I did it. Yeah. <gasps> and then my body, my body never looked better. And then I sank into it. So- I'm curious because for me, for me, it was immediate. Like when they told us to, we were going home from work and that we wouldn't be back for even two weeks. I remember it for me, it was immediate. I think I no. said right away. I was like, oh, unfortunately, I'm going to let myself go because I, there was those people that were in my ear sort of saying like, hey, just so you know, it might also be a very long time. And I was like, I'm not willing to believe that, but I am going to enjoy <laughs> in my in the, any way that I can this like time at home i'm gonna comfort myself from the horrors of what's going out there with i'm gonna be eating pizza while i'm mm-hmm. sitting here binging i'll say again 31 seasons of survivor Ugh. so you that's did the sort whole of, thing well there's 40 and i there's like nine flop seasons that i didn't watch so i watched all the good ones good quote unquote and so during that time it was like cheeseburgers pizza Wait, do you want to know a cute tenders. story about jeff probst yeah yeah obviously um jeff probst is the nicest, sweetest of human. Yeah, hello. And yeah. Uh, he's married to a friend of mine, and our kids all used to go to the same school in Los Angeles, although 
Lisa's kids are older. His wife's kids are are, are a bit older than my kids. Mm-hmm. But we would often end up on spring break at the exact same time in the same place, like at this resort. Oh. And uh, and I've known Lisa for a long time because before she was married to Jeff Probst, I mean, I mean, a long time like her best friend forever is a girl is a woman that I was friends with like through acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've known his wife for a long time. So anyway, so we would like hang out on vacation on spring break and at this resort that we, you know, would see each other at like LA's LA. Yeah. Spring break vibes. Yeah. He would hold for the kids it. at the resort. I knew it. He would do <gasps> just for, for free. I mean, for fun, just for fun. He would do a full survivor oh, like my God. day for the kids, like staying at the place in Hawaii. Like when you get to hear him be like, "Survivor's ready." It was Go! the cute. It was just like the cutest, nicest. He uh. just was like, first of all, it was like the greatest stepdad that I've ever seen in my oh, life. Yeah. Was so oh, sweet. that is and that so, is killer stepdad vibes. Oh just my God. The whole look. All yes. of it. Yeah, he's your hot <laughs> stepdad. Yeah, he's was, like, was he so Was great. he in the look? Like, even though he was on vacation, did he at least bring, like, the look? Like, was he in his denim sort of cargo pants? Like, Yeah, kind of. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I mean, he's, like, maybe a little bit cooler, like, in yeah. real life. Like, like, but he's definitely, like, hot dad vibes. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Always. But, he, oh, but it was just, yes. like, I the first year, because it was years that we would see them on spring break. Uh-huh. And the first year where I was, like, wait, Lisa, where is he going? And she's like, oh, he does this thing or he does Survivor for the kids staying here. And it's Ugh. just like, you know, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the greatest thing <laughs> we have I've to go ever watch. heard in my life. Like, Huge. that is so sweet. Oh, those kids are going to look back on that and have a good memory. That's very cool. He was very sweet. And like all the kids, like Cricket, when she first met him, was probably, I mean, like two and a half or something like that. Mm. My little one who's now almost eight. And she just always was like, who's that? Who's yeah. that guy? Like, she just loved him. Yeah. Um, he's very lovable, that Jeff Yeah, Brooks. that's like, that's like, like, you find out that the Santa that came to your house to play Santa was the real Santa. The real Santa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, my God. Literally. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. 
Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Anyway, yeah, I was saying like it for me, the COVID thing was like it was immediate. I was like, I no, I'm eating whatever mm-hmm. I want now. It was my my comfort food and survivor was it was it happened immediately. I, I couldn't Not even me. hang on. I was like I wake up every morning at six. I work out. I shower and then put on a full outfit and makeup if I feel like it. I was living in a, and then I was like, and then we start school and I'm a teacher now. And that like, it was such (laughs) a slow, the crazy was such a slow burn for me. (laughs) Like where all of a sudden I was like, oh, I have 4,000 emails I haven't returned. Mm. (laughs) And, but like my kids nailing their project for the building the rainbow out of household objects that we have to take a picture of and upload to this website that the school like just came up with like two and a half seconds ago (laughs) so that we can like track their things. And then I have to teach her how to multiply numbers. And like, it was truly a wild journey, but my my spiral in terms of like, oh, I'm fucking done. Yeah. 
happened in June. I would say in June. I was like, that was when it was hardest for me. Yeah, because yeah. that that was when it really sank in. Yeah, that this was like a a reality. That was done. Yeah. Well, we had our when when LA started to like kind of open back up again. Our kids like nanny who we this is is this relatable content. Our child, <laughs> our kids nanny <laughs> who we had. Pay, obviously paid to stay home for those three mm-hmm, months mm-hmm. like the quarantine three months and then like by the way at like a school zoom meeting we find out like people are asking questions about their babysitters and child care and i was uh, like, so like they've never sent them home what people are still yeah, coming yeah, yeah. and working in your house what the fuck i had mm. i was like everybody i obviously i work mark works we have two children um, I had like a housekeeper that came twice a week and I had our kids like longtime nanny and mm-hmm. both of them. I was like, and and by the way, my assistant Raymond, who like whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, everybody stay home. Yeah, I'm going to continue to pay you and don't fucking come to the threshold. Right. Do not yeah, even yeah. come near us. And I, we were doing it all ourselves, like for a second, one yeah. second in the very beginning of the pandemic, I said to, I called Casey and I was like, let's just start doing like a version of busy tonight, but like from my house and like, we can just do, and it'll be so fun. It'll be like, like on zoom, we can just like, or not zoom on, um, Instagram, on Instagram live or whatever. Yeah. And we'll just like post it. And it'll be so fun. You guys, I was, that was like, I literally was like crying under a pile of laundry, two kids, <laughs> so many dishes. And I was like, this is I can't fucking do this this is insane I'm not I, that's insane the teacher the the having to be a teacher of it all that was a horror that I I, I mean me having a bad time is just like I, I it was so I didn't have any responsibilities really to have children and then to have to teach them and then you have to realize like how difficult all that shit is like the math that they learn fuck oh, my please. ass well by the way <laughs> my kids like for like Bur- like cricket school was teaching it was singapore math which is like huh? a kind what of math hell? that we don't know <laughs> because we were not taught <laughs> but it's about number bonding what the yeah fuck? i mean it's it's about number bonding and it's number that's as, you guys that's as much as i know i swear <laughs> to god that is You're literally this up it and i was like do I need to take a crash course in Singapore math? Like, I don't fucking know how to do this. This is insane. Title my, about. my older kid, Birdie, like weirdly was, this is, I mean. What? What? Talk about like fucking making lemonade out of lemons. Oh, you guys, my older child, Birdie had been, this is, it's actually not funny at all. But okay, my, okay. my older kid, no, but my older kid, Birdie had been bullied so horribly in the school that they were in when they came out at uh-huh. or at age 10 and it was just like a fucking nightmare uh-huh. and so it got to a really un- and the school handled it poorly and i got the lgbtq center involved in la and it was just like i was talking to lawyers and they were like well that's what you get when you go to private school school you have no recourse oh, and blah 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 and i was just like oh and so literally two weeks before the pandemic happened like officially was called they called it they called uh, it <laughs> when they, we, time when of they death. called it um <laughs> we had or two two and a half weeks we had pulled birdie out of school wow. and had set them up with these like tutors that were incredible but because basically i said to the school like you have two choices 
you're going to let my child finish with private tutors or I'm going to like be on the cover of People magazine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a beautiful thing. The leverage. Yes. (laughs) And also, by the way, I didn't want to. There was no fucking way I wanted to do that. Like I didn't want to. I wasn't ever going to do that. By the way, I was never going to just FYI. But I was never going to do. No, 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 no. Of course. But but I just was like, you have to let us go and you have to like let us finish the school year without you and without mm-hmm. them being subjected to this fucking yeah. torture. Yeah. And um so they had agreed to that. So we had these private tutors that were like already set up tutoring Birdie. So then when the pandemic happened, and it's like through this company that does this for kids who either like are they like professional kids, they like work with actors or mm-hmm, sports mm-hmm. players, or when kids are in crisis, like was in our case and like needed to get the you know out um but so then when the pandemic happened bernie had like this schedule with these they it was all set up online already to go because they have like kids that travel for work and they like didn't miss a beat and literally it was like we didn't have to do anything it was so seamless and bernie just like aced all of the classes and had the greatest like was Literally, you guys, when I mean, when like George Floyd was murdered, then Bertie was talking to their English teacher about it. And the English teacher was like, I'm going to change the curriculum for the rest of the year. And we're going to read um, Chained and like this book and this book. And then we're going to like wow. talk about it was I was like, oh, this is what's wrong with education in America. Right, right. It's not, it's not adaptable. Like, yeah. It's not adaptable and it's not tailored to children's actual needs. It's yeah. just like a one size fits all situation. Even if you are paying for it, it fucking mm-hmm. sucks. Right. Um, I know. But that thing is prohibitively expensive, like what we were doing at the time. And it was only because I was like, I don't care if I like go into credit card debt. I just have to make sure this person's OK. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so they did like killed it. They like did great during yeah. school at the end of that thing. And the point being, I got to June and they finished school. Right. And I collapsed. And, that's when, yeah. and then uh-huh. Rose and Tate's took over Tate's. my life. <laughs> and I just have never looked back. And then even for like when I was a little bit on the show, I was like, maybe I should try to. <sighs> no. What are you when, talking about? On what, on what show? On what show? On Girls, Girls Five Ever. Ever. But, but I was then, like, but I'm going to be wearing you, these like outfits and shit. And I'm just like, well. Oh, no, no, you no, no, great. no. And also I, I did want. So was moving to New York like kind of a huge fucking deal for you? Because you, like you, you guys said, were all you are, there. You are L.A. I am L.A. Love. Through and through. But it was, you Mark, it was the I whole love- family. Was you Mark the kids? Yeah. Well, basically, like I said, we'd had some trauma. And I and I actually think like. I don't want to cry, but I actually do think that like for Birdie that it is like, you know, it's like big T t trauma, like for what they experienced when they were coming out. And, um, and so it was hard there and like, it's hard living with ghosts and it's hard living in a place where like everything reminds you of a thing that you went through and pain. And then, um, and there were some other extenuating circumstances for my personal life um, that I don't want to get into, but that's, yeah, yeah. you know, and, uh, and then those, and then the fires started last. Yeah. That um, was tough. Summer, like the end of the summer. And I couldn't breathe. And I, I just had like a, like a bird flying away 
before an earthquake or something, I just like turned to Mark and was like, I, we have to get the fuck out of here. Like right now. And 48 hours later, we flew with the kids and the dog and like a bunch of stuff to New York. And we were only supposed to be here for three weeks. We were like, we're just going to let things simmer down. Like cool. Yeah. And in those three weeks, I also, you have to remember like fall before the election. Oh, was it, was like, a, it was a Forget panic. It. I, 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 I was literally panicked. Left, I left LA too at that time. It was it, Bowen. It was like being, <clears> it, being in the city when the fires were happening and everything was happening. You felt like you couldn't go anywhere. And no, so to I remember what, what you were, what you were going through with your family. Like I, I can't even imagine that was real tough. It was really tough. And then, and also like, I was so terrified that Trump was going to get reelected yeah. that I was like, we have to be close to a Canadian border. <laughs> like yeah, I yeah. was like thinking in terms of like, how am I going to survive an apocalypse? Like right. mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. like bought property in the middle of no, you know what I mean? Like I went, <laughs> I went, I, Sorry, went, I don't know why I'm laughing. That's, that's amazing. It's, that's no, incredible. But, because it's like wild. It's like, I like doom. I went like, full doomsday prepper I love vibes. it. I support, I support, I support. And I was just like, just in case, we've yeah. got it. Like, yes, we're, yes. you know. Amazing. And then, and then like week two, Tina Fey literally texted me and was wow. like, I have this I was ask, question. Oh my God, wow. I Because I had heard about the show while The Room was happening with like our friend Matt Whitaker. Matt Whitaker and then is sure. a good friend of ours. But he's then, so sweet we, and also has the best oh, handwriting the best. I've ever seen. He's oh, he's, he's like a calligraphy. He's, he's like a font. He's like it's a perfect person. Yeah, yeah. he's he's amazing. But he um. Man. Oh, but since, so the new so the new you guys moved to New York. Sort of. I didn't even Bowen wasn't even on my radar. I didn't know about the fucking show. Wow, wow, wow! I didn't wow, even know what it? it was. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. And then not not only that, but like not not for it to be just like any job, but like the, the coolest best job, job I've ever had. A great job. Oh my yeah. god! You deserve like the, it. Yes. Oh man! You deserve it. No, you are Stop. the best. And uh, you know what? I always I, every time every time you have like a great project or a great or a great opportunity, I'm always like, I, I just I'm like so excited that this is a second season and you get to be like so great on it. And I just feel like all the way going back to like obviously Freaks and Geeks, like I loved that show when it was on, and like just knowing how fucking funny you were on Cougar Town, I was just like, I, I was like, and then I loved the late night show. I mean, I just I'm such a fan. I always Thank root you. for you, and like just. So that this happened really nice. and that that it came together after such a fucked moment. It's right? been a hard all of, time, but all yeah. of this for a lot of people. Illustrate, but all of this really illustrates how you probably are so fucking resourceful because I would have never. I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm staying at my sister's right now, and I'm like looking around at my nieces and my and my mom who's also like tired from like just like making sure they're okay and like making sure they they don't die second to second and i'm like i could never be a parent and do what i'm doing no. now i could never i could never do it and maybe someday it's the hardest thing i could possibly think of i don't know it's <laughs> shockingly fucking hard it's like so hard that you're like no 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 parenting's hard i get it and then you're in it no, and you're like beyond oh, it. yeah Oh, I would kill myself, but I can't because I'm a parent. Like, uh, I can't actually fucking do that. That's not an option because I got to stay. That's rule of culture number 49. I would kill myself, myself, but I can't can't because because I'm a parent. Love it. It's like, it is so hard. And it's so funny, too, because I 
had Birdie when I was fairly young for L.A. New York standards. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 28 and it was Mm -hmm. because of the writer's strike that was happening. Not even a joke. I literally was like, I'm probably not going to work for a year. May as well just like have this baby now and got pregnant immediately um, because I also am like, if you look at me the wrong way, I'm pregnant. Uh, (laughs) And (laughs) and birdie showed up so i was like 29 years old had this baby i got cast in cougar town when birdie was six and a half months old the pie i did the pilot and you know i now have a almost 13 year old child who's fucking first of all you guys have no idea about this generation they are Smart. Truly wild. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say to you. They do not care if they smell. They don't care if they have hair. Okay. I care if they smell, though. No. I care if they smell. I'm sorry. Matt, I do, too. And and I'm here to tell you, they don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter what you tell them, huh? None of them. Do they they care? Do they, they don't care? brush their fucking teeth. They don't <laughs> no, brush their hair. It's bad. Maybe don't it's just your kids. You really? know, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> I blame Billy really Eilish for it all. You, my <laughs> experience with my teens' friends and my teen is they are. It is Ugh. like an evolution or something of yeah. man. It is like you know that body stuff that we talked about earlier. No. Yeah. That we all have ingrained in us. Do you think they, they will never have it? No, I don't think so. And I, I literally wow. don't think so. Unbelievable. That, I mean, well, certain kids. I mean, these kids, like these kids of this, yes. this version awareness. of these kids. Of, yes, the, of, yes. the, of the awareness. I mean, okay. So, for instance, so my child obviously knew they were gay when they were 10 years old, came out to me. And, like, honestly, I know I've read the books. So I'm not supposed to say this, but, like, not a surprise <laughs> to me. You know right. what I mean? Like, supposed to be their own journey and autonomy and all that. But, like, obviously, I was like, duh. Yeah. So, um, but that being said, like, just like the whole <laughs> awareness and knowledge of all of the things, my a friend of mine is on the board at the LGBTQ Center in Los Angeles, which is like, honestly, one of the greatest God places bless. on mm-hmm. earth. They are doing such incredible work there every day. Teenagers, children, mm-hmm. children fucking show up on their doorstep they had to safe haven build an entire wing for kids Mm. like because they show up and they're like i have nowhere you know i bought this Mm. bus ticket i had nowhere else to go um my friend is on the board there birdie had this like genius idea for a fundraiser, like not a fundraiser but like a like a charity charity sounds weird i don't even like charity anymore but like just an idea of they saw how much like shit I was getting sent by brands and stuff that I wasn't using oh, yeah. products and like makeup and nail polish and shit. And Bertie was like, you know, the trans teens at the LGBTQ center should like be able to have some nice stuff too. Like they deserve Charlotte Tilbury. Like, they don't, they, you know, they shouldn't just have to like go to CVS. And I was like, give what? the teens Dr. Sturm, give these teens Dr. Sturm. Now. Okay, Bertie. Okay. <laughs> so Bertie started collecting, from like wrote this little letter and I sent it out to like some friends and like influencer type humans that I'm friends with and started collecting all this makeup and we donated it to the teens at the LGBTQ center Mm -hmm. for pride last year, even though COVID, but Mm -hmm. um, it was like 4 billion 
boxes and like and i part of the thing oh, was wow. like i was like you have to organize it birdie into like uh, types of makeup and like i just was like i kind of just like made them do more work than you know whatever yeah so we dropped it off and my friend uh kareem who's like a board member there gave us was like we're gonna do a tour with the president whatever so we like were walking around and birdie was like pointing out flags and like pointing out things and kareem was like um yeah, I don't even I don't know what that one is. I, I didn't <laughs> I am I am learning things on this wow. tour. Uh-huh, and I was like, uh-huh. yeah, they know fucking everything. I don't know if it's wow. TikTok or fucking Twitch or what. TikTok is teaching everyone. Teaching it's the, true. The, the children. The it way really that, is. It's a real I'm yeah. off of it. I'm not on it, but sure. Sure. I do have to watch it sometimes. But then are you saying that, that they are learning things at the expense? Well, I feel like do they do do these do they not care about how each other how 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 other people smell? Is that I I have no <laughs> way of phrasing this well, but it's like they don't care how they smell. Do they care about what was important to the older generations is just not important to them. You want to know why? Because they are right in the fact that we didn't do a great job of keeping the world going no, of yeah. course not, I, I, if honestly if i get it i i get it because if i'm gen z and i'm looking at older people i'm like you're gonna tell me fuck you but also like that's the whole thing i mean not not the whole thing but right. that's part of the thing i think with with like dismantling the binary and like the non-binary of this gen of of their generation right which is just that like guys guess what none of this fucking matters, matters. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you're actually focused on all the wrong shit like the way that you smell and things that you buy to like embellish this thing this shell that you exist inside of and by the way this shell that you exist inside of like doesn't fucking matter either like let's Mm -hmm. move on there are other things that we need to like worry about now that's not to say that like there are not kids of their generation that I see are just like doing TikToks where they're like trying to look hot and they're Mm -hmm. yeah vaping i i don't know but i do think that there is like did you guys ever hear the term indigo children when you were young no what is that they're just like they're children that are like born with a higher consciousness okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they're just like sort of like born in a different way and like maybe i don't know sometimes i think about like the neurodivergent movement and like how that also really has a lot to do with the younger generation as well and like how those neurodivergent kids are like maybe that is the fucking next evolution right and like mm. they're sort of operating and existing on a different plane where they can like you know think about Greta Thorn- Thornburg why did I just say her name like that Thornburg yeah I know yeah. I know but you I said it Chamber. like with an accent like that's not you know what I mean <laughs> I like, didn't clock it you know who okay. appreciates that Greta Greta you know what maybe but yeah. my kids still get mad at me when I say Hawaii. So let's be real. Well, you know? <laughs> they, they think that's appropriate? Wait, why? No, they're just like, my mom. Yeah, my mom lived in Hawaii. When <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I kind of how you're supposed to Hawaii. say it. It is Hawaii. But my mother lived in Hawaii <laughs> Uh, like after she and my dad got married because he was in the Navy and he was stationed there. And so I always grew up saying Hawaii, Hawaii. because my mother... Like she just had a very theatrical way of. It was the text on the page. Yes. Anyway, guys. So I've always said it that way. But then at some point, Bernie was like, why do you say Hawaii like that? Like you're not from 
Hawaii, mom. You're not supposed to say it like that. I was like, well, it is how you're supposed to say it. I think it's case oh, by so case. Funny. That's very cute that they that you that that Bertie's you know kind of grilling you. For oh, Bertie it, calls but, me out on everything, please. But it's just like it's like it's like an exchange student coming back saying like Barcelona. It's like fine. It's what like, let them or like what them. is Caltro saying? Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, that is wow. so funny. Wow, to have to have a child that you are like intellectually not sure if you're on their level is so funny. That didn't happen to me. And you know what, Matt Rogers, it's exhausting. Yeah. Like when I was in my late, I, my dad always told me I know everything. And I have like a long Island dad. Like I had like a long Island sports dad. And he would tell me one time I was like, I wonder who I should ask this question. Like I said out loud, like I have a question. I wonder who I should ask when I was little. And my dad turned to me and he said, you always ask me every question. I know everything. And and (laughs) I I remember being like, okay, I'm going to internalize that. So there was like a couple decades where I was like, my dad knows everything. My dad knows everything. If he says something, it's right. And that like confused me because he is, as I found out as an adult, a human being who is not always right. But that's a very that's a very baby boomer parent right, way sure, of doing sure. things. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like it's mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of fascinating that things have swung so far to the other side because it's like um now it's just all about communication and sharing perspective. Because at that time when I was growing up, well, the millennials' up, parents. But by the way, let's just, yeah. just let's just say the millennials' parents they did not they did the opposite where they were like helicoptering and like doing yes. everything for them. Yeah. Bowen, so, are you a millennial? We're millennials. Matt, I mean, like, we're all, we're both millennials. The three of us are all millennials. All of us I'm millennials. not a millennial. Wait, you, Matt, I, I think thought you were my age. Me? I am you're 30. So far. I, I, no, no, no. We're, I'm horrified. We're both, we're no, no, no. I wasn't horrified old. at all. I'm a, I'm a 31 year old man. Wait, what? Yeah. Did you <laughs> think I was, did, well, uh, that's so funny to me. No, I thought I Googled you. <laughs> Earlier oh, you want today. to know? What, oh, it's a, it's a different Matt Rogers. It's a you, different Matt Rogers. I you, googled you earlier today, and I was like, mm-hmm. "You're you're the same age as me." And then today, I was just like, F- "Looks fucking amazing." I well, was like, "So happy for how you look for your <laughs> you." So what? But now was, this makes way more. Se- now it makes yeah. way more sense. Matt. What had happened Holy was, I think shit. you you stumbled upon the American Idol contestant, Matt yes, Rogers. Matt There's Rogers. an Amer. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know that ruined my life when I was that age, and I was like, because all I w- wanted to do when I was 12 was years be old was American be on American Idol. Idol. And then when I saw that Matt Rogers, the American Idol contestant, has sort of already taken that niche, I was like, well, fuck, now I can never be on American Idol, or else the storyline okay, is going to nope. be we have our second Here Matt Rogers. 30, 31 years old. Yeah, I got you now. Um, this is definitely not who I Googled earlier. And that's completely <laughs> fine because you know what? Again, it's the fault of my father for naming me Matt Rogers. We're dragging Rich Rogers today. Because you know what, Rich? You should have done better. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Rich. Why no, wasn't Rich I great. named something? No, he's the best. Well, it's funny because like I think I think over time he realized he didn't know everything. <laughs> but I definitely think at the time when he told me that he thought he knew everything, it's so funny, the shock that's enveloping you as you've realized I'm yes, not I was that like, one person. This entire time, I was like, you were born in 78. You're a year older than me. And then I'm like, Ugh. this makes so much more sense. I, <laughs> I'm almost like, I'm embarrassed by myself in this moment. Like, I can't no. even tell you. 
But you know, no. I have to Google. See, this is how like I, I knew. I knew that she didn't know who I was at the Emmys, Bowen. You were like trying to gas me up. You were like, and she said she saw Bowen she and Matt at the Emmys. I'm like, she no, saw I you did. at the Emmys. She, You're no, famous. When, that, when but that, she knew which, who you were, which on is set, No, on Matt. set, she said, I saw you with Matt. Yeah, I did. No, she did. And you yes, yes, she did. Oh my God, Matt, I did. Hey, Matt, can you just, you know what, Matt? I'm going to ask you to hold multiple things being true at one time. Okay, yeah. Okay. You, know you thought I mean? it? Yes, yes. Number one, here's the thing that I need you to hold. Okay, that, I'm like, holding. I'm also a professional bitch and like I had to Google, like I Wikipedia Oh, I always tonight Google everybody. When I was come when I was like coming on the show yes. literally do, do 10 diligence. minutes ago. No, yeah. I mean no, right <laughs> before I pressed like join yes. this Zoom meeting. We were like, right this before. Yeah. I just was like just a real quick refresh. Just yeah. a real quick. Of and, course. And I just literally saw 78 and I was like, okay, 78. I got it. Oh, that's funny. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Wild. Okay. See, and this is why I need, this is why I finally need a Wikipedia. Because I have enough things now where I could get my own because people are confused. But basically just Googled you and the SEO, the search, the search engine optimization is is tipping in your favor now because now your name is coming. Your Matt Rogers is coming up. Your entry is coming up more Girl, one of these yeah. days. Mm-hmm. Um, Your IMDb came up first. Oh, did it? That's good. Uh-huh. There you go. Beating the there other girls. Go. Well, we love that. But I hate IMDb. And also, I was like, I know his IMDb. I don't need that. I want Wikipedia. I want to know where he's from. Yeah. So I scrolled <laughs> down. And so and you, you got like pig, Pigeon Forge, wherever no, he's and from. I hit, and I hit the <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. And I was like, also <laughs> wild. Like a wild oh move. But okay. No. No. I swear to God, this is... <laughs> This oh my god, so wait, funny. and now I see who this Matt Rogers is, and this is definitely not you. No, couldn't be no. us. Couldn't it's be. actually so funny how few things we have in common, wow. except potentially him being on American Idol and me at a young age wanting to be. That's sort of the and you know who what else? There's a candidate for office named Matt Rogers. Uh, and he his his Twitter handle is at Politidope. And like he constantly gets like all the oh, Matt Rogers sure. traffic. I'm just named something that approximately a hundred thousand other people are named, and that's just a burden I carry. I'm you not a Bowen Yang or a busy Phillips. That's you know? true. That's true. That's true. Great Do you ever name. think about changing it? I did think about changing it. I almost changed it, and this is gonna God, the readers are gonna drag me for this one. I almost changed it to Mac Rogers, M-A-C Rogers. Wow. <laughs> I'm yeah. shocked. I'm shocked. I know. I, I'm, I'm never told me say. this. Yeah, because I thought like <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll still be able. To, I was like, I'll, I'll still be able to respond to it. Like, because uh, I didn't want to create like Mac. a fake name when I was already like an adult. You're right. No, you're right. This is actually the, the very. And elegant I just I route. wanted to be able to respond to it. Like, if people mm-hmm. were like, mm-hmm. this hard M and a hard A, M and a hard A, like Mac. I, I could still do that. Yeah, sure. And, but then I was like, I can't possibly be named Mac. Like, there's not a goddamn way. No. And so I continue to live my life as Matt Rogers, and I always sort of stick to the thing of, like, it's okay if a million people are named this because one day they will be able to distinguish me. One day. They yes, will. Yes. And um, and I can, and I do, except <laughs> for I my never... failing earlier this evening it's when I just, fun. like, I quickly it. was scrolling. But also, there I was in, <laughs> in college. There was this kid whose name was Matt, and uh-huh. like junior year, not freshman year, junior year decided to go by Kevin. 
no. decided to change that's a lateral his name. Move. That's so yeah, lateral. Yeah, yeah that's like, what I'm saying. He went what? from Matt to Kevin, and then we were all so fucking confused. And when you would reference him, you would just be like, you know, Kevin Matt, Matt Kevin. That's you know horrible. Kevin Matt. It's like going from Ryan to Chris. It's like okay, cool, wild. Well, anyway, that's insane. We well, okay, but wait. We have to ask the question. We have because to ask. We, the are, we, are, we are we are sort of flying through this episode at, at, at a joyous and sort of raucous pace. But we have guys, to know. Busy. I you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is a love fest, uh, and you'll come back. But busy. What was the culture that made you say culture was for you, Bowen? Do you want to sort of elaborate on the question? You don't have to. I know. I listen to the podcast. Okay, 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 okay. But all right, busy. Hands what off. is the culture that made you say culture is for for you? People mag. People mag. <gasps> wow. My mother was a subscriber since the eight, like early eighties. Guys, I was oh. born in seventy nine, and <laughs> I would devour every issue. And I just, <sighs> I mean. People Mag to me was everything. Yes. Like I mean, that was celebrity culture. That was how you everything. found out what was going on. Yeah. Everything. Everything. I earlier tonight was actually thinking about this question and I was like, was it Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet? Sure. Was been, it? Or... Sure. Could have been. Could have been. Wasn't. But if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. it, it was, was people. people Mag 1984. It was Ryan White on the cover. It was like. <gasps> fucking wow you guys, iconic cover yeah iconic yeah. cover no i read every fucking people magazine my my mom may still have a subscription i don't know i know that i subscribe personally to people I mag online that. still great to thank you for still supporting still support new media media um, new old media but star tracks revolutionary yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So wait, fa- favorite issues? I mean, was the sexiest man alive issue sort of a big moment? People's most beautiful? Like what what were favorite uh, events? I mean, I did love I did love the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh I never like was super down with the sexiest because it's like not my vibe. Like I'm yeah. never on board with like a Hugh Jackman per se. I, yeah, I I, I don't usually agree. Like, remember a few years ago, who did they pick? You, few, oh, when they picked Blake Shelton, I was like, who? What's Blake this Shelton. for? People, people were. Yeah, what's arm. this for? I, and also, like, I'm not saying he should have been who they picked, but like, he sits next to Adam Levine every week. You're gonna say that's the sexiest <laughs> man alive? Like, I see someone more attractive that he sits next to. Matt, wow. you like Adam because he like favors you more. What do you mean? What are, what are you saying? You You're think like more that? of an Adam Levine type. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some people are, but some people's types is Blake Shelton. We'll give them that. I mean, you Who? know, I did, I did work with someone Gwyneth. who said. Uh, no, not Gwyneth. What's her name? Gwen. <laughs> oh, Gwen. Gwen. Well, she must be a Gwyneth. Anyway. <laughs> no, I don't think I, she is a Gwyneth. I think she's just Gwen. Uh, she's Gwen. Hmm. I worked just with Gwen. someone <laughs> on Hot Dog who was a producer on The Voice. And I asked one time, I was like, what's the deal with Blake Shelton? And she said mm-hmm. to me, you know what? In person, you get it. You really oh. get it. Wait, full confession. So I actually, I have known, I have known Adam Levine for a really long time. Hot. And Hot. totally. Ugh. And the first season of The Voice, I don't remember why or what. I don't even remember what was happening. We went over to Adam's house at the time he was like, hey, guys, come over. We're having this, like, some people over to watch the finale. Um, okay. And so we went, and Blake 
was there and he was sitting on this table in the backyard and he and I were chatting and I did fucking get it. I fully fucking got it. A hundred percent. I believe it. In person, you get it. Also, people don't just end up in those situations. Like there's got to be that je ne sais quoi. Yeah, very sparkly, very magnetic and like real funny and real, real cute and real like. And the other thing is, is like, I mean, I don't know if he's a narcissist, but he had the thing that people that I have known who are narcissists have where when they look at you, you feel as though the entire world falls away. Yep. That is a That's narcissist. That's a thing that narcissists have. Oh, oh honey, honey. So it's, it's an it's, it's an it's an external thing. It's an externalized it thing. When when a narcissist turns their focus on you mm-hmm. for however long it is, it's almost as if like in a cartoon, the entire they make rest, you feel like a narcissist. Oh. Yes, the entire rest of the world falls away, and it's like all like sparkles, and you're just like locked into this moment because. They're so like their gaze on you, shining oh their light God. on you, which is why it's when like a being narcissist, in a K hole, Bo, it is like being in a K hole. <laughs> you guys, I was a teenager in the nineties. I went to so many raves. Okay. Yeah, you've been you've been in K holes. I knew you it. You know what I mean? I knew, I knew it when so, I first saw you. So, which is why when a narcissist then takes their light away, it is so yeah. freezing cold. Mm, because then it is makes, just wow. It's just killed me. It's oh pitch black. You just like locked in the reason why <laughs> I, I I haven't been able to get over this guy. Matt knows yeah. who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, oh, please. And, like, there's now, this, guy, there's now, this guy that is ruining my life because yeah. of his influence on Bowen. And I just keep trying to sort of- And he's of, a narcissist. And he, yes. that's, that's what's what it is. And, it's and, like, and Blake, uh, and this is the Blake Shelton- Effect? I don't know. I just, I just, no, I felt that a little bit with Blake. Shelton. I don't know. This is what I'm saying. I no, don't no, know. No, Blake I believe Shelton. it. Though. I cannot, I can't no, 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 say no, no, no. that he is that. Can I confirm or I, deny? Yes, 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 yes. I, right. I have had, exp- I have had experiences and relationships, mm-hmm. both romantic and non romantic, with narcissists. Yeah. And I know that feeling. And I remember meeting Mr. Shelton in that backyard for 10 fucking minutes and being like, oh, it's the yeah. feeling. Yeah. It's the feeling. Yeah. It's oh no, it's feeling. so cold when he looks away. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like in the dark. No, that's this is so yeah, interesting. It's hard. It's hard. Okay, I have two things Guys, about I'm people. Guys, I'm so much older than about. you. I have so many things, you know? No, what do you mean? This is this is perfect. Okay, Please. hold on. I, I knew exactly what people. you said. When you said Ryan White issue, I was right there with you. Maybe Thank I was you, born in 78. <laughs> and I just did forgot. The first thing I want to talk about is like people was kind of the only game in town besides Entertainment Tonight, but like it didn't maybe mm. the people yeah, was more weekly. No, but uh-uh. Us Weekly, no. Not when I was, not when I was, not when I was coming up. Matt. Us Weekly was, Us Weekly no. was late nineties or yeah. was mid nineties, right? You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right, you're right. So I, I don't have the timeline yeah, quite right, but people was know. sort of like people was it. People was classy. Yeah. People was classy. Also, there was always like, uh, there was always like, also, you know what? Um, like Long Island Lolita was like Amy on the Fisher. cover. The guy Amy who did Fisher. my nose job. The guy who did my nose job did the woman who Amy Mary Fisher Mary Botafuco. The Ma- guy who Mary did Joe my Botafuco. nose and busy. I want to say not that this matters, but I medically needed to get it done, so I've got a medically medically know, necessary but... nose job. Mm-hmm. Non elective. The guy non elective. The guy who did my surgery put Mary Jo's face back together. Okay, and did a great job yeah, for both. And you know what? Look at it. For everyone. 
for everyone. everyone. That's a beautiful nose. Thank you so it's much. Gorgeous You're nose. You're so welcome. But I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to jump in there on Long Island Lolita. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I mean, huge. Yeah. No, but that was like that was like a great cover. Yes. That was a great people yeah. cover. Um, I mean, all of them. Liz, Liz Taylor, like just fucking every single yes. one. Was we yep, had I'm all. gay people. Yep, I'm gay. Was people yep, right? Yep, I'm gay. Was, <laughs> was it time or entertainment <laughs> time? It was time. It was time. It was time. Oh, it, was time. Fuck, it was time. Time was yep, I'm gay. Yeah, yep, um, I'm gay. <laughs> that's a really cool number one hundred two. Time was yep, yep, t- I'm, was gay. yep I'm gay. <laughs> and like this, like this, right with the hands out. Yep, no, no, I'm she, gay. She, 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 she's she, on one knee. Original shrug emoji. No. Yeah. Like yep. This. I'm cruel. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> wait, and then, and then I never been nice to me, but okay. Yeah. Um, I have a question. The surprise. I have a question about people. Loud. Busy. Was it bizarre when you happened upon yourself in a People magazine? Mm. Mm. No. What was? Did it change obs- your relationship? Okay, go. No. 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 Bowen. I was thrilled. It was the thrill okay. of my fucking life when yes. I made it finally into a people mag yes um i was devastated oh no devastated when my book came out um i wrote a book guys yeah oh no we know selling this will only hurt a little yep and when my book came out i was devastated that the only publication that was so reductive in their oh. five bombshells from Busy Phillips oh. new memoir with People Mag. <sighs> so devastated that I wrote a letter <laughs> to the <laughs> editor Jess, to Jess Cagle. Wasn't it Being Jess Cagle? Jess Cagle. Yeah. At Jess Cagle. I was so fucking hurt. I was like, guys, of all the public, I have literally read your mag since I was eight years old that's mm. not hyperbolic that is a legitimate fact yeah i have like like every plane crash on the cover every like child <laughs> murdered every fucking celebrity wedding every jennifer I, aniston brad pitt non-story you yeah. guys have no idea i've yeah, been you've a been a supporter subscriber yeah, yeah. and a and it's a supporter, a literal reader, a literal reader since I was a child. Ugh, and of all the publication hurt. of all the fucking publications to do the thing that I so was so terrified yeah. would happen when I wrote a memoir. It was people. And God damn it. How dare you? Like I was so fucking mad do you mean it they just crazy. pulled like tab the tab the, the stuff that was like more like franco pushed her to the ground right. like, yeah, 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 yeah. A, and then like literally like in bold letters like she had an abortion at 15 right like, right like i was just like how are you fucking doing this this is you guys are legit i right. would expect i would expect this from us weekly i never expect i never saw it coming <laughs> Is that people. what you said in the letter? Kind I of, would expect yeah. this from Us Weekly. I, I remember, kind of, like, I when, was when, so mad. I was yeah. so mad when Us Weekly kind of, kind of stomped to the forefront. Like they were like the, the, the one of record there for like a couple years, and they really made a hard left into tabloid. I, I was so disappointed because it, it, it really did become like one of those like. 
<laughs> what is that? What did Fran Gillespie say one time? She was like, "Is Tom Cruise dead?" It really, it <laughs> yeah, genuinely yeah, became yeah, like yeah. one of those papers that was like, <laughs> "Jennifer Aniston, three tits and divorced again." It's just like, what are you talking about? It, but it became like that, and I was yeah, so yeah. mad because I loved Fashion Police. I was obsessed I with Fashion loved Police. It was fashion my. Fr- it was my fashion police was some of my first exposure to American comedy because we just moved from Canada. Yeah, we, ha- we had a subscription for Us Weekly from the from the previous from the resident, and then we I would just flip to like Joan Rivers talking about like you know what what you know Janet Jackson wore or whatever the hell like literally it would be that whenever anyone was wearing like a feather ensemble there was without fail there was a joke that was like how many Muppets did you have to kill to make this right. and my, like, so ten, year old, my ten year old ass would think that was so funny that they had Highbrow. to kill Muppets to make a garment I thought that was the funniest shit ever and I would roll I was I was in fashion police a couple times <laughs> oh huh? no mm, featured <laughs> did you a deserve times. probably yeah I'm sure <laughs> I mean, um, look at me. I, I love a bold print. You know what I mean? Right now. We I'm love that. You, you bold take a people need a bold print. You take a big swing. But Joan was amazing and she was nice. And I went on Fashion Police on E. Oh, you Like did. when it was on E. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Years like and I sat in Joan's lap oh. and she was de- a delight. And actually, I just had this reading from a medium. What? Um, and my. Yeah. It's going to be on my podcast later. Like we recorded oh. it for the podcast because Casey St. Ange, who's the my partner she was my showrunner yeah. and busy tonight you know she wrote for joan oh for years she wrote like wow. jokes for her and would write write like like punch up things for her whatever they were good friends and joan came through on the reading mm. she did what, what? Oh, we have to listen what to that one it? when is that one coming out i don't know oh we have God. to figure it out okay. because because we did this like she we did this through. thing with the medium, which was fucking, you guys, this medium was fucking wild. Had like, you done a things, reading before? Well, honey, like I said, I'm a yeah. real LA bitch. I've I done know. everything. You know what I mean? Those, like, yes, I, like, it's like, we've gone through the journey. I have so many crystals on and I'm like constantly calling in the spirits, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, this medium was unreal wow. and had things that were like, there's no, it's not Googleable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my, the whole reason why we even, like how I even got in touch with her was that Shantira Jackson, who's a writer, I don't know if yes. you know. Yeah, we love Shantira. We've, we've known Shantira, Shantira for years. Of course. Yeah. So Shantira, who was having a reading with her and my fucking grandma came through in the reading and was like. Oh my like, God. And Shantira's like, reading? In Shantira, this is like Shantira and I, like we text, we, you know, she, we're not doing the podcast together anymore because she's like working on Big Mouth and she's just like, I'm overwhelmed and I need to like focus on this. I'm like, great, live your life. Um, She's she's booking. Yeah, yeah, she really is. And she texted me out of nowhere. This is so random, but I was having a reading with a medium and this old lady came through a grandma with my grandma and she said that her granddaughter (laughs) was Elizabeth. Elizabeth, and she has a tattoo on her foot. Do you have a tattoo on your foot? And I was like, yes, bitch. I have a tattoo on my foot. And here's the kicker, Elizabeth. And here's the kicker. My grandma never called me busy. She only called me Lilibet, which is weirdly like the new name of the Harry and Meghan baby. Yes. Lilibet. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth. 
and busy oh Beth. my god like she refused to call me busy but she would call me like these other weird nicknames yeah yeah, yeah. and so she fucking came through. So I was like, well, this is wild. I got to talk to this lady. So Shantira put me in touch with the medium. And then we had this. And I was like, can my producer Casey come? And can we record it for my podcast? And then we did. And uh, it was wild. And the medium was like Joan. doing. Here's the things. Well, Joan fully came through. Here's the thing that, that I'm trying. Like that is so hard to impart how it's not Googleable. She was doing um, body movements okay. that my grandmother did, like what, like like vessel. really specific movements, <laughs> like that my grandma did to like my grandma would do these like little like dance step things mm-hmm. that I've never fucking taught. I mean, it's just like a weird thing that she would do when I was a little kid and she was my grandma. Yeah. And this lady fully fucking did them on the Zoom. And I was like, no. I'm so sorry. What oh are my you doing? God. Guys, ready for this fucking bullshit? <laughs> At two hours after we record this session with this lady, I'm downstairs. My younger one, Cricket, comes downstairs. She's seven. She'll be eight in July. And she's like, mom, you want to see the dance I just came up with? No. And does the same a fucking a dance. (laughs) Dance I came up with. What did you do? My grandma did that this lady, this medium did on the Zoom session. And I was like, I'm way busy. I'm I'm on Bing. I'm on Bing. And I just I just binged busy Phillips grandma dance. And it's the first result. It's the shut the fuck. Fuck up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, Wait, I was so going to say, this I is, thought you were for real. I was like, God Matt, damn it. Matt, Matt. I, I was fully no, crazy. That's how I know I am you too, because I am the one that's like, I fully buy into all of it. Like, do you ever oh, watch? I, I buy into it. I, I, I say, well, you were not into astrology until we like started talking about very it. Really? Recently, yeah. Okay. But do you ever, have you ever <laughs> been on? Away from the mic. He's like, very recently. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But do have you ever been on or do you watch? Tyler Henry Hollywood Media, aka what I call Twink Psychic. Well, he wanted he wanted to he wanted me to be on his show. You, you have to go on Twink Psychic. No, I said no. You, I said oh, no. I couldn't why? do it. I couldn't do it because Matt, because I've had because I've had a famous friend die, and I'm just like I don't want the whole show to be like about Heath Ledger. Sure, okay, sure, yeah, that's like, the I just vibe. Can't, yeah, I can't and that's do unfortunately that. What it would yeah, be, yes, yeah. yeah, and I can't do that to. Heath no. and I can't do that to my goddaughter. I can't do this mission. Nope. I can't do it to no, anyone. No, 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 no. So it's that's why I've yeah, always you, said no. <laughs> you you must continue yeah. to say no. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And but, I will. But in but in the privacy of your own medium home, like go off. Sure. Well, the medium off. she had. There were so many people that showed up, and it was fucking wild. And she was incredible. But Damn. like, it was a pretty crazy night. Like I might really text you for night. her information because yeah. I I'm trying to get let's get let's let's get her that. on the pod. You should get her on uh, the pod too. Oh and my god! Be, and then she's the next it. Tyler. Like whatever. Well, we 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 just copped this idea straight from your podcast, but I mean, we'll my do podcast it. is so much less successful than this one. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Talking about that's, that's not, not true that's, at you at probably all. chart better than us for sure. Guys, I have wait. no idea. Wait, I don't know how podcast. Okay. I'm gonna just Neither like, do we. Your guests are like not. Tina Fey. Like we didn't get Tina. It's just friends. It's just people that I know. Like I, yeah, I you, you know still, cool people. You know the well. coolest people. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly 
bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime. 
Chime.com forward slash Culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Okay. The people thing when they were reductive about your book, I mean, because you had already known at that point that like entertainment media is like mostly hollow. It was my biggest fear, though, in writing a memoir. It was my biggest fear because of course I was like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to name names because fuck it when people don't. And I am so boring. and, And then part two is that I hate reading people's memoirs when they were like, I don't know why I ended up like fucked in the head and been an actor, but here we are. Like, I'm funny. Like, it's like, you're, where's the chunk of the part where you like had the trauma? Like, what's that? It's the only thing that's interesting to me are origin stories. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, they all build upon each other building blocks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to do it in the way that was like the most truthful way I could do it. But my biggest fear was being reduced to like celebrity gossip. Right. Um, because I actually also, you know, have a certain amount of um hubris. And I think I'm a better fucking writer than that. And like yeah, of course. And I and I'm just like, well, I reject that because I'm actually smarter, you know, than your bullshit. And just, totally. And to see to see a, a publication like people that you've loved your whole life. It was a real bummer. And yeah, make it feel like a you. Heidi Montag thing. It's bullshit. Exactly. And totally. I was just like, fuck you. I'm not Tori yeah. Spelling. Like, bless. Like, I love. But, like, also, right. like, I wrote this book myself. And I think it's really good. And I like it. And I told a lot of deeply personal stories that were, like, very uh, meaningful. And also revealed a lot of actual trauma. Like, actual fucking trauma in my yeah. life. And like for it to be reduced to like she was raped at 15. She had an abortion or 14. She had an abortion at 15. I was like, fuck you guys. Like that's that's all I am to you. Like that's all I am is just like a lady that you can put a fucking sidebar on Mm -hmm. where you like list the most traumatic things that have happened to me in my life in like chronological order. Like go fuck in like in like a drop shadow font exactly a drop you know what a drop shadow font was like honestly the worst part (laughs) (laughs) um wait speaking of celebrity (laughs) gossip and i i i don't mean to i don't mean to like veer into this territory but i am curious to hear your thoughts as someone who like has knowledge around like entertainment media but like now like now that now this market is fully in like demois stranglehold where like anyone can just make up anything about anyone's lives and like you're on it like enough times where people are like she's not with her kid it's like it's or whatever it's i'm just making this up but it's like but and then like for me like the lighter version is like um always being tagged and things that are like Sabo and Yang walking in, in like Madison Square Park and I'm like that wasn't me honey like it's just like now this is like dangerously like veer- like running off a cliff where it's like oh like it's a crowdsourced lie is what oh, I'm like, sure. worried that like this is becoming I don't it's know it's always like Ooh. that though I, um, they always lied I mean Gawker guys Gawker you guys were you guys were tweens no were but tweens. I, no, I loved Gawker it's coming back coming back okay well let me tell you a story strap in no i'm kidding Mm, um but years and years ago there was a gawker stalker about me that 
said that I was like making out with a guy in a bar in Brooklyn. And here's the truth. I had just gotten married to Mark. I was in that bar in Brooklyn with Michelle. I wasn't making out with a guy at all. You were making out with your husband? No, he wasn't there. uh, He was in LA. (laughs) But like, but it caused like a great amount of like, personal fucking drama and stress in my life and like of course also it was just fucking insane like i was in that bar i was with michelle i wasn't making out with this fucking girl's friend like what what the fuck that's like it was this was i mean i mean uh, this was 15 15 like 14 fucking years Mm -hmm. ago right the point is that like anyone's truth can become the truth in the internet of course And it is truly fucked. And part of the reason why I like loved social media in its beginning nascent stage. Yeah. When it was exciting, still unpromising. Was that it was like offered me an opportunity to have my own voice on my own. And like, I didn't feel that I was, um, you know, sort of like jailed by some totally. fucking gawker stalker bitch who's like she was at this bar making out with this dude when i was like i was fully at that bar i was not making out with that fucking right. dude bitch um Do you remember what bar it was <laughs> no i don't because okay. at the time i'm, I'm, gonna, like, really, I'm gonna say it was drop-off service it was near the old mccarran pool like oh it was um, brooklyn it was in brooklyn because that's it, michelle's vibe but I see. yeah i'm in the city matt don't let's not fucking fuck around you know what i mean <laughs> i get it Please. i live we in hunts. you know no, no i trust me drop off services on uh, 13th and b okay so yeah, I, I, was, I, yeah. I was giving you more credit but anyway like <clears throat> i just you know it, it is really difficult it's difficult that like people can mm-hmm. sort of come up with a thing about you and like they were just- saying that you and mark were like divorced on demois right now just fucking crazy no 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 like months ago and i wanted to be like I wanted to like DM them directly, be like, "This is so," un-. and then like they debunked it quickly later with like someone else's submission. They were like, "Oh, she's definitely still married." Like everyone, like everyone, like fall back. But it's That's like, insane. but, it, but it's, it's also it's, like wild. Like like randomly, somebody on Instagram the other day is like, "Are you still with Mark?" Like I'm like, first of all, bitch. Like what? I, when am I answering this? Who are you? Yes. On your oh on my, my comments. God. On my comments of my post of my kid. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what is what happening? What is happening? Yeah. Like, it's a certain amount of like shit that we sign up for and then shit that we're just like. I don't think uh, we signed up for this. I don't think any this? of us signed up for this. Uh, I think well, we did a little Because bit. for Dimwat, for Dimwat to have in their bio, none of what we say is actually factual is like fucking Stupid. What to is? Me. I'm Dim- sorry. I'm like, you guys, what is Dimwat? Okay, it's, it's an this, Instagram like, page, blind that, item. Uh, it's like a blind item gossipy. Page. And honestly, basically, a lot of it is just like I saw so and so. Like they saw me walking with an iced coffee on Franklin Ave, and I can confirm it was me. Like, it, wait, but, what's the other one? That's like the other one. It's like a what's the other one that I you I have don't to know be? What the other one is. is it private? Is Dimwat private? Dimwat no, is private. Yeah, no. they're the all private fucking private. But like, fuck them for being private. That's the oh, other yeah. thing. Like, yeah, make yourself yeah, fucking yeah. public if you have any balls, you motherfuckers. Exactly. No, like, there's another one that's like, I don't know, it's like Ciao Bella or whatever the fuck it sure, is. Sure, sure. And it's sure. and it's like it's like still like like Busy Phillips was at yeah like 
all time picking up to go on on you know Vermont or what is all time? I love all Hillhurst. time. Hillhurst. <gasps> Hillhurst. You, uh, don't I you miss Hillhurst? Time. I love I mustard seed. I go all the time. I heard time. Maru is a real scene now. Yeah. There's lines out the door for that coffee. Well, for, during during reservation era COVID, it's like, you know, it's hard to get in anywhere. I guess so. Um, what are your thoughts? Before, okay, two thoughts. Number one, terrazzo. That's my first thought. Number two, guys, <laughs> terrazzo is everything. Terrazzo? Well, I'm, 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 I'm happy to know. Number two, here's my other thought. Like, it is fascinating to me, like, people's fascination with blinds. Mm-hmm. Well, I get it. And let's not pretend we all don't get it. It's a fill in the blank. And like, and so like the brain is like, the brain's favorite thing to do is like try to fill in missing information and then like conjecture and then assume things. And that's what blind items do. Like, and it's... So I'm sort of fascinated by the veneer cracking because I feel, and I'm just going to trace it back to growing up like a gay kid. Mm. I always wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like what was prohibiting me from being in the entertainment industry or being a quote unquote star or being able to do what I knew I loved was the fact that I was gay. I thought that was unfair. So I always thought to myself, I I know that. that some, I know that a lot of these guys are gay. I know that a lot of these people have certain things that are different about them, but no one is, Mm -hmm. no one is uh, reflecting that back to me, someone who looks up to them. Cause I was also, I, I read all the magazines too. And like, I watched, you know, Access Hollywood Entertainment Tonight. Like, I wanted to be part of that world. And I felt like it was all these, like, very straight, white, attractive people. And I was like, I understand that this is like a wor- this is like a world where all these things are true. And then as I got a little bit older, I was like, what the fuck? Like, wh- and, and so I think that what fascinates me about the blind item culture of it all, and I get that it's cruel and speculative and weird, but I kind of am a little obsessed sometimes with the burn it all down of it all. Like I love in the last five years, it kind of becomes like, you know, you know what? People are all out here saying their truth. People are out there saying their experiences, owning up to what makes them different, owning up to things right. they've done that were wrong, saying things that have happened to them, because I actually think it reflects back to people that look up to them, a more realistic world, not mm. saying a defensive blind item culture. But when I see a blind item that is like so-and-so A-list actor is actually gay and been with his partner for three years, part of me is like, well, who is it? Because I would like to know who it is. Because does that I do anything think for you, though? Does it that do does anything for you? I, I, not to be like, not to make this connection, but representation does matter. And there's it does been, matter. There I was none. Do agree. There was none. But I, I'm confused. Are you saying that it is is encouraging to you when you're like, oh, some closet no, case? Oh, I didn't, okay. I'm not. I'm not calling it encouraging. I'm saying it's 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 recognizing the fact that these people are not just this like unattainable thing. Like, there's a lot of, and I'll just use sexuality as an example of this. It, there's a lot of people out there that are, have a lot more in common with the general population than I think sure, Hollywood sure. would have everyone realize. So that's what I think the blind item culture attracts in people. I think it just makes them say, oh, people have skeletons in my closet like I do. They're not just this perfected ideal. That's what I'm saying. All of the like social media shit and like I hate uh I hate like a performative realness like Mm -hmm. or like a performative Mm -hmm. vulnerability. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that, like bums me the fuck out. Um, 
But I do think and I do think that the more we can like be honest and open and like if you're in the public sphere, you can like share your experience and blah, 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 blah. Now, having had the experience that I've had in the last only several months Mm -hmm. since my kid and I talked about their desire, like their desire for me to like share their sexuality and gender on like my podcast on my platform with people Mm. who are like my fans but then it's going to get extrapolated and it's going to be put into the ether of like the fucking fucking world and spun out there like matt can i just tell you that i am a 41 i'm going to be 42 in two weeks Mm -hmm. woman who has like fucking been through it seen Mm -hmm. it learned it accepted the privilege learned it again fucking here for it like got it feel great all right best body of 2019 early 2020 (laughs) anyway and like and when i tell you that some Mm -hmm. of the messages that i get on a daily basis make me want to fucking curl into a shell and die right like about my child about me like about that i'm like oh that's why that's why yeah that's why yeah you want to keep the fence as high as it can go absolutely and as strong as it can be and why the blinds can be so no matter what they are no matter what they are and i'm not just talking about like this is my fucking experience because of, you know, my fucking experience. Right. Whatever they are, like you just that feeling of being attacked for just existing in the way you want to exist is hard. Invasive, painful. Yeah. It's I think really I'm just painful. speaking to what, what the interest is and not whether or not it should be. But I get, I think there's a separation between like. But the interest is starting to creep into like. I 100% agree. Harm. Yeah into harm it's also been the last five plus years of like our cultural shift in like you know having these people who've been empowered to think that like the way to get any point across is to be as loud and hateful and vengeful as possible and that they're like empowered by like a higher power even which is also we know i mean sure well but whatever they believe but it's fucking bonkers right for for real and so i don't know like it's it's really tricky for me because it doesn't seem Mm -hmm. like it's like harmless like or not even harmless like or it's like relatable like i want to know like i want people to like be empowered to like be and live and like whatever because yeah I 100% understand. Because there's such fucking hatred. Of course. And there's there's such awful fucking people who use it as an opportunity. I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, like, I I hate that I'm getting uh, cloying about my sexuality on, you know, Pride Month or whatever. But I'm like, I am constantly thinking about, especially lately, I'm like, oh, if people are, like, so upset 
and flared up at me showing up on TV and they think I am like the gayest person in the world. I prom and I wish I was. I promise them I am not. But if you're like freaked out over me, then like that sucks for everyone else who's like living out some queerness that is like much more pronounced and externalized and like and just is like more let's just say like obvious than me and i'm like that bums me i'm not saying like oh like woe is me i'm saying like this just sucks for everyone else and i'm like and i hate that i'm saying this about like a cis me as a cis gay man but i'm like what if if i'm going through this and like then we've got a long fucking way to go and i don't think we've come as far as we as we think we have because i mean I will just be honest, and I don't mean to bring the mood down, but, like, I have, like, absolutely, like, bordered into, like, suicidal thoughts. I have, like, I have, like, I have, like, I've run up to the line, the toe is, like, crossed into the other, into the other side, and, like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. This is not worth it. This is not worth it. It, I mean, I, yes, and I, like, and I think, I mean, I think about this fucking month, and I'm, like, I was talking to Bird about it and I was like, do you want to do the parade this month? Do you want to like go and like, this is the first time we drove past it last year in West Hollywood. Oh, <laughs> fucking cute. waved. You know, I mean, it was like still COVID lockdown and also Bernie hates crowds and hates being hot. These are the two things that are just inalienable. So it's what pride is all child. about. Yeah. I know. And I was like, baby, that's what it is. And Bernie was like, it's not for me. And I was like, no, that's perfect. Probably not. Um, but they were like, maybe, but let me just say to you that I came home from work shooting girls five ever, like the night of the insurrection. And I had been working all day. And at my lunch hour, one of the PAs and I sat in a room in the house that we were shooting in and watched the fucking television and cried And it was a hard fucking day. And I came home and I went up to my 12-year-old child's room. And my kid said, did you see what happened today? And I was like, oh, yeah, baby, I saw. That is, it is truly fucked. It is so wild. And, you know, we are doing all the things that we can do. Your dad and me and, like, other people that we know. And, like, we're doing all the shit we can do to help prevent more shit like that in the future and these people and whatever. And Bertie looked at me and said, they want me dead. They want me dead, mom. They want me dead. And what the fuck are you supposed to say to that? Because the answer is you're right. They do. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's that's a fucking bummer. And this is what this is why I'm sorry to make to to bring this back to this point, but I'm like, this is why I could never be a parent. This is why I can't do it. No, it's hard. It's hard. And Bowen, I want to say to you in that moment, exhausted from working a 12 hour fucking day, exhausted from the state of the fucking union, exhausted from fighting my own fight for like fucking women's rights which Bertie and i talked about yesterday and i need to say are people's rights because lots of people need health care who have uteruses who aren't women mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is a fucking fact Bertie. 
thank you for mm-hmm. that conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I was exhausted. And when Bernie said that to me on that night, fucking January, whatever, six, what was it? I don't know. It wasn't the six. That was, that's it, was too the early. it was the six. Was? Yeah. Oh, it was. It was. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> when they said that to me, I was like, you're right. They do. They do. But you know what? We're not going to let them. Like, we're not going right, to let them. Right. And I'm not going to let them. No one's going to fucking let them. You're right. But that's not. They're fucking no, I know. 12. I know, I know, I know. But they're old enough to know that if you had said that's not true, then they would have known that you were lying to yeah, them. Yeah, and condescending to them, yeah. And and patronizing. And so so I think you said exactly what you had to quote unquote know. say. I don't know. Well, you never know. You're never going to know. But you, I can tell you're a great fucking mom. And, and I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine, but I fuck well, up all no, the time. No, and I'm no, like, that's not true. my own person. That's the thing, too. Like, you're like, my dad was never wrong. And he was like, blah, blah. And then I learned he was a person. I'm constantly like, I am. You're right. You know, I allowed probably too much runway for them to be like both of my kids to be like, you fucking suck. You're the worst. Because I'm like, I am a person. I'm doing I and then I also now I hate saying I'm doing my, doing best, my best because that's the name of my podcast. No. And so it does feel like a little bit cheesy to me when I say that. I mean, we I'm can't like, say no. I don't think so, honey, anymore. We used to say it to each other. Like, I don't yeah, think so, honey. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I why don't I take that and you guys can take Yes, we'll I'm take doing the best. Okay, we'll, we'll switch. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing my best. I was saying the medium idea, but yes, we will take I'm doing my best. <laughs> I was um, no, yeah. Bowen is like I'm on the phone with the medium already. <laughs> yeah. Guys, sorry, I mean, this is so want... dark. I didn't no, 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 drag no, no, good, it down. The good news is it's not over because we have, over. now we have to transition to our, speaking of segments, I don't think so, honey. So basically, you know, this is the one minute segment where we take the time to sort of rail against something in pop culture, culture, et cetera, at all that is sort of getting to us so much so that we have to just spend a minute sort of ranting about it. Um, I do have one. And traditionally, I do go first, Bo. Should I yes, should I sort of unleash on one. this? Yeah, if you yes, yes, I'm sh- yes. I want to hear it. Can I say you have to come back because I have so more questions for. I mean, first of all, like it's a joy talking to you, but Such I have so many joy. more questions. Like when I found out you're like a, you have a story credit on Blades of Glory, I need to know about that. Like, oh my honey, God. read so the yeah. book, read the book, read my yeah, memoir. Read the, yeah, but I want you to come back too. So both. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about that? Uh, <laughs> all right. So I do have one. Okay. Okay. This is this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The concept of a freak number. So basically, some. What? People will ask each other, what's your freak number? Now, what they're saying is like in terms of a freak number, like how much of a freak are you one through ten in bed? This is a question that one Andy Cohen asks all the time. And I was watching Watch What Happens Uh Live last night when he had Uzo Aduba and the fucking hot John Benjamin Hickey on his show. Break my arm. So basically, he asked oh. John Benjamin Hickey, "What's your freak number?" Thirty seconds. And he said about a six. And Andy said, "No, you're a ten. Now I don't think so, honey. Saying your freak number is a ten because if I'm at a one through ten and ten is the max, ten means like some Fifty Shades of Grey stuff or like some you know like blood stuff. Seconds. Ten. If it's you're going as far as you can go, and then you say you're a ten, that means you're into some stuff. So I don't know. I feel like everyone's rubric is different. Like if you're gonna say ten, then be willing to back that up. And I know you can. Five me, seconds. I guess I'm about a seven, seven point five, maybe eight if you catch me on a good day. But I don't think so, honey. This number. And that's one minute. Now Andy rejected the number six and said and and conferred upon him that he was a ten. That's not so. Fair. I guess he's been friends with. 
with Mr. Hickey for uh, quite some okay, time. Okay. And okay. he had Uzo Aduba do a sort of thing where he was like, Uzo, you asked me a question about John and I'm going to answer. And if, if I get it wrong, John can spray me in the face with water. So Uzo asked, what is John's freak number? Mm-hmm. And Andy said, 10. And John sprayed him right in the face and said, what? He said, what? Why are you doing that? In his Andy Cohen way. And then so John goes, I'm a six. And he was like, you're not a six. You're a 10, man. And I was kind of just like, this is interesting. Because how could he possibly be a 10? 10 is like scary for a freak number. Wow, 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 wow. Maybe Andy Cohen just like himself has a high freak number and just projects I'm that onto sure other people. I'm sure Andy has a high freak number. number. This is what I'm going to say. This, th- I that hope was he what does. I, I. It was just like there's a lot of projection happening in that moment. Yes. Yeah, I will and Andy say knows that, that Andy's smart enough to know it. I think that I think he was just sitting there getting all excited and he was looking at John Benjamin Hickey, his friend who's hot, and he said he's a high freak number. Because let me tell you something, that man, he's so hot and he's such a good actor. Busy, are you watching In Treatment? I haven't watched it yet. The new one? No. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Anyway, he's hot wait. as hell. And the freak number thing, he is, I don't, he's I don't really always know. been hot. Yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah. He's, got, he's a silver fox. He's got Love that. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. And an Emmy. And an Emmy in his hand. We love that oh. for them. I don't think it's so. Come money. September. Um, all right. So, listen. Bowen Yang. I turn to you, as Whitney Houston mm-hmm. once said, for mm-hmm. your I don't think so, honey. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, well, this, in that case, is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey, it taking a million weeks for Levitating featuring Baby to go number one. It's Ooh. been 84 years, and it is what? a perfect <laughs> pop song. It's it not taken this long for it to hit number one. And you Did have it go to number one? Dua. It Thank God. Today, it went to number one. Congratulations, Dua. Dua. Today. Congratulations to the team. She posted the, a lovely note today on Maine on Grid saying, oh my God, we did it. You you had this Thank girl you. post every single day mm. the, the chart placement of Levitating feature, uh, featuring DaBaby. And I, I just feel like this is a cruel and unusual punishment to put this girl in music in chart purgatory and limbo for this whole time and she has to fucking dance and jump through hoops literally maybe i'm sure she did a version where she jumped through hoops Five seconds. for her to make sure this song hit number one and now she can finally rest easy and everyone should stream love again the new single is you got me in love again god damn you got me in love, love again. again and she's in that chic she's in that oh, chic busy like, vocalese I mean duh she's in the pop group Girls 5 Eva to hear it live by the way wait can I say that not we didn't talk enough about Girls 5 Eva but we did it it's sort of it's sort of like it goes without saying that we love and we really do but the last episode I was crying at the end of the song it's gorgeous and, and then I loved when you guys all went up with Sarah and did it live at the that Hollywood Bowl that was so fucking fun Tomorrow, which this isn't live, but to, but you guys, <laughs> tomorrow we're on uh, the Today Show and we do it again. <gasps> oh Chatting about the renewal. God. No, we sing. No, we I know, sing. but like are you, you're go, you're going we don't on. Chat. To, we don't chat. You're just no, singing. Tina. Tina oh, is on perfect. chatting, uh, and I then see. they cut, and then they like cut to us, and we sing. Um, four stars. Four stars. Wow. Which is a bob. I, I such a good. What? what? I think they're all kind of bangers. They're I really listen good. to Famous Five Eva 
almost every it's day. It's so good. And Dream Girlfriend oh, and Springy. Dream Girlfriends is my favorite. And you know my favorite line is, we got the kind of birth control that goes, that in, goes in your arm. And tell and me tell again, again why Tarantino's a genius. You'll never want to wake up from us. My favorite line from Dream Girlfriend is, it's so fucking good. My favorite lyric from Dream Girlfriends is, um, Cause we're the kind of girls who wear cowboy hats to a bar. I mean, so by the way, funny. it's like everything rings true. That's oh, what's like yeah. amazing about the lyrics is that they're like absurd and yet so truthful. They so you. well observed, absurd <laughs> but observed. Ooh, absurd. Ooh. Oh, wait, absurd. We just made up a new, but, but observed. observed is like on a T-shirt. Come on, Hell let's yeah. sell it. Um, wait, but wait. I, what I wanted to say before we do busy's out of things, honey, is wait. What is the song about the um, kid in the city? What's it? What's it? Oh, it's lonely it's New, York, New York lonely boy. New York, New York lonely, lonely boy. boy. I love. I love it. It's so funny to Genius. me. But every so every good. single song hits for me. You're right. But but I mean, four stars is just the, it's just the hit song. It's just it's Sarah. It's really sweet. It's really sweet, and it's like got so much warmth and heart and like how lucky I fucking am in this like Hail Mary like 11th hour fucking whatever <laughs> to get 11th, this job not 11th hour Please, you, guys, you are kidding me you guys you uh-huh. guys I'm essentially you guys I'm essentially gene smart like this is my farewell <laughs> tour you know what I mean <laughs> like let's wrong. be real shut I'm up I'm about to be 42 my ship has sailed you like, and you and michelle are gonna have a big reunion project and like the world is gonna bust their dams uh, and come all wait, over the floor just wait just wait just wait i have this movie that i'm gonna direct Whoa! yeah oh i'm so excited about it i can't yes. i can't even get into Congrats. it okay but this but is michelle's okay. gonna be in it Yes, and it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. I I'm fucking sure. can I say something? I fucking stand Michelle, and I saw oh. Cabaret opening night. I don't know how this happened. Same, but I, I was there we too. Were, okay, well, you were probably in the front. Me and Sudi were in the literal back row. I'm not kidding you. We don't know how we got tickets. We were walking through the the like area where you get drinks, and Cynthia Nixon was talking to Bradley Cooper. Okay, oh, that my was God. the vibe. And so we were, but I'm telling Two gay you, icons. Michelle killed it. Oh my God, she fucking crushed. And Michelle, you know is she, she is went back real. to the original Isher word text. <gasps> there you go. There you go. And also, oh, everyone, that's what makes rewatch so my week with Marilyn now. Because when because there's a there's a line that that she goes and I think it's iconic and I always will do it to my friends, even my gayest friends. I'll do this line and they, too, and, and they they'll be like, "What's it? that from?" I go, "Shall I be her?" <laughs> and they go, "Who?" And then you say, Marilyn. It is iconic. When she turns to Eddie Raymond and says, shall I be her? Because there's <laughs> press outside. I shall fucking I be love her? it. I think I said that to like Lewis and he didn't know what I was talking about. And I, was I have like, to say Go something to though. Just you telling me that right now, like in this moment, I'm a little bit like we all should have, shall I be her? Shall I be her? Shall I be her? That's how uh, every 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 day before I walk out and walk out into Franklin Avenue with an iced coffee, I say, "Shall I be her? Shall I be her?" Because I know Dumois is going to be watching. Dumois is going to cover it. And also, like Dumois, go fuck yourselves. Ah! I can't. 
I'm well, not. even pre that, I don't think Ugh. so, honey. Speaking of negative thoughts, it's time, busy for your. You're I don't not, think so, you're honey. You're not ready for my. I don't think so, honey. You're not yes. Oh, okay. We'll see about that. Dang. All right, Bowen, are you going to time or should I? I'll time her. Yes, this is busy. This is busy. Phillips's. I don't think so, honey. Her time starts this now. Is so specific. I don't think so, honey. New York produce. What are you doing? <laughs> oh. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Why are you an avocado and you're rotten two seconds after I get you home from Trader Joe's? I don't think so, honey. I don't think so, honey. This produce, what are we doing here? It all tastes like shit. It's terrible. No wonder people are in such a fucking bad mood for half of the fucking year. You can't get a goddamn citrus fruit pear. to save your life where's a fucking 30 seconds pear it goes from literally hard as fuck to dead in one and a half seconds my children who grew up eating every sort of delicious bounty seconds. of fucking hollywood farmers market fair that you could find have on, now Larch declared Mark. that they are not in for the Five produce. Seconds. Wow. And I'm like, New York, get it the fuck together. That's and all that's I have to one. say. AKA, <laughs> she don't think so, honey. Someone mm-hmm. misses the Sunday farmer's markets of LA. I can tell. Guys, I can see it in your eyes. You can't it get, is, Yeah. New York it is, is not great. A disaster. I know. Mm. But what can you do about it? There's, there's no way around you know what, it. You know what we get instead? And this what? is a, this is a girl who is like, I am, I am, it, dot, in the wool, died in the wool, whatever the fuck that expression is. Yes, died, died in the wool. Um, sure. I'm <laughs> LA through and through. Yeah, I am I West Coast fucking raised and educated for two years before I got my first TV show and just lived <laughs> like just that is where my home is. Yeah. Yes. But here's what we get in New York instead of the good produce, nutritious, delicious produce. We get culture. Yeah. Oh, sure. And you know what else? You know what else the the children get? They get um, they get a world that is bigger than one industry and one idea of what makes something uh, important. Important. Yeah, Yeah. you're 100 percent right. 100 percent. And for that, I say. I think we're going to live in New York until my children are old enough to go to college. Do you think so? Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I can't, I can't, I, I, I'm not going to say I hate it here. It's not, <laughs> I can't, I, the, the lack of Erewhon is stifling my soul. Yeah, truly. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, the lack of Erewhon. Erewhon. <laughs> the lack of Erewhon. <laughs> Might be guys- title of that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. We just we just find our titles of app as as, as yeah. Like the lack of Erewhon. The lack of Erewhon is stifling my soul. However, the growth that I've seen in both of my children mm-hmm. since September Beautiful. has been worth the price of admission. And wow. I would say that being in any city that is not um a city that is focused on one industry. Right, right. And one way of being is beneficial for a developing mind. Yeah. And especially when you have kids that are like neurodivergent and different in all kinds of ways and like just and and also just all children. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. maybe like Mel- like L.A. is like amazing for babies. Like it's like the easiest, best 
best place to have babies because there's space and pools and outdoors and nice weather the whole year round and like all this other stuff. But when they get to be a certain age and they when you're in like the most impressionable age and you think that like only one thing is important and there's Mm -hmm. only one way to be and there's only one way to make a living and to live and to like exist in the world. I'm not saying Birdie's like all of a sudden like got friends of like all socioeconomic no yeah. wait like let's be real like they're in fucking private school and there's still a child who's not fully enlightened yet but yes totally totally and like all of the things but they're like their friends are like have all different kinds of interests yeah yeah and they're not th- those interests vary from being like famous on tiktok <laughs> To be famous? No, I'm kidding. But like, I, yeah, I, yeah, that's a great point. No, I feel like I every, every child should be raised in a city where they don't know what Quibi is. A hundred <laughs> fucking percent. And by the yeah. way, uh, like R.I.P. R.I.P. I think that that's next year. No one's gonna know what Quibi was. But very like, soon. no, but like, Bertie's friends like at this point now here think it's like mildly amusing what their mom does. Yeah. Whereas. In Los Angeles, legit, Mark walked in on Birdie having a discussion, like a serious debate in fourth grade with a, another kid from their school about whose parent had more Instagram followers. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's gotta tough. go. Unacceptable. Book the ticket. Unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Honestly, ticket, great point. And the Atlas van lines. And it's and so and so being in New York is worth all of the bruised apricots and flavorless jicama Bru- in the bruised world. Bruised apricots, honey. No, you can't even get an apricot. What are you talking about? Yeah, Where did you get I, an apricot? No one knows what an apricot is. I did didn't know what an avocado was. I'm not even kidding you, Bowen. I will no. fuck you for an apricot. Like, at this point, I'm like, what? Whose dick am I sucking? Bowen, yeah. get an apricot quick. I am so <laughs> deprived of my fucking farmer's market fair. I had, turn a spare, I had asparagus <laughs> today and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's just asparagus. I was like, I haven't tasted anything like this in months. You guys, the produce here is Yeah, literally... but now I'm saying you might have to go to Brooklyn though because the Brooklyn does have good farmer's markets. Don't be, don't be a Manhattan snob now. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, but here's the problem is that Mark's family is from like Sheep Heads Bay, Brooklyn. Sure, sure. And so mm-hmm. he has like a deep like sense memory association with Brooklyn <laughs> that's like old people and like smelly apartments. Sure, and sure. And he can't do it. Barbara's Brooklyn. Oh, come Barbara's on. Barbara's Streisand's Brooklyn. He can't. He can't cross the threshold. We were looking for, I was like, let's buy a house in Brooklyn. There's more space. You can Michelle get a Michelle used sunset. to be in Brooklyn. She is in Brooklyn, right? Still, still in Brooklyn. Still, yeah, still I don't want to blow her. I don't want to blow her cover. It's fine. Then. I think we're fine. She's she's publicly Brooklyn facing. Brooklyn's like she, big. She, it's a big she, girl. She's like rep- she I represents know, Brooklyn know. well. Oh my god! You know what I watched the other night? The Greatest Showman. It was so good. Oh, Michelle's <laughs> so good in that. I love no. Greatest Showman. You and my you and my seven year old. That that's it's <laughs> literally dreams. it's so Cricket's good. favorite movie of all time. I love that. She loves Michelle. it. A Million Dreams is low-key the best song in the whole uh, movie to me. Million Dreams... Well, first of all, Never Enough is a moment. And I turned to Sudi during Never Enough and I was like, this is a moment. And she said, you're a flop. <laughs> but Michelle, like, Michelle, does her own, Michelle does her Never own singing enough. and that counts. Yes. Uh, that yeah, counts for something. Walking a tightrope with you? 
She Walking broke a, tie a rope fucking with rib. She broke a rib. rib. Oh shit! Is that oh, not no. public knowledge? No, I think, I think people I, I do think know was, about that. I think I've heard I did this. know that she broke a rib, okay. and I was just sort of like, she did as like a podcast okay, interview. Okay, okay, great, great, great. Yeah. Um, because I always hate if I ever am like, <laughs> oh god, did I say a thing that like she didn't want publicly known? <laughs> it's gonna end up in People Mag tomorrow. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh. no, she was like during the dancing. There was like some dancing sequence and she fully fucking like dislocated, broke Ugh. like two ribs and was in so much pain. Oh, no. And yeah, I mean, she's like, that's a thing. Like she is an incredible fucking dancer. I mean, Fosse obviously showed the skills, but I'm um, telling you, she was great in cabaret. She's great. She was great in cabaret. Cabaret. She's great in Greatest Showman. And mm-hmm. Fosse Verdon was the perfect sort of like confluence of all of the jobs that she had had and all of the mm. life experiences. Yeah. And then it was this just magical, like orb of a part and her playing Gwen Verdon was Epic. like transformative. I mean, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm always in awe of like her abilities and talent. And then just, she's the best person I know. That's another thing <sighs> I love about you is you're a great best friend. And I think that rocks. And I think the most important thing to me is friendship. And I, 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 I recognize it. And that's why that very that day I said to my sister, I said, that's us over there. See, Brizzy <laughs> and Michelle. I was like, I'll always be by your side. Always. And, and, oh and he probably God. won't even invite me to things. No, he of will. course I will. But when you're going to, are you nominated for, have Emmy nominations? He will be yet? in a few weeks. No, 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 you're no, gonna no. You're going to be nominated. I, How exciting. He's going to be nominated. I, I'm not. I, you I are. think. I th- I was going to no before we got into this. I was just like the other day. I thought to myself, I showed I showed my sister. Uh, my sister was like, "Has Matt been in Atlanta?" I was like, "Yeah, we 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 did a show. We did an I don't think so, honey." Here and we went to the World of Coke, and then I showed her this stupid bit he was doing where he pretended to be Maria Menounos at the World of Coke, <laughs> giving a tour. And I was like, and then I thought to myself, "Oh, this is the funniest person in the world. This that is the good funniest." Bit funniest smartest <laughs> stupidest person in the world that was one of my stronger bits yeah. so dearly and no well, i agree friendship I is the right. most important thing <laughs> and there you go um anyway we are this so was an incredible episode that you came by i can't even tell you i was like it was Busy. like one of those it's one of those people it's like well we could ask but she probably wouldn't want to do this you know what i mean like are you kidding Anyway, I was always like, they don't want me on their show. What are you talking about? That's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I feel like in my life, sometimes I'm like those people, like, obviously, like, I'm not cool enough or I'm not like a part of the thing, whatever. And then they're like, oh, we would never have. And I'm like, wait, what? I (laughs) that's such a fucking bummer. All I've ever wanted to do was like (laughs) hang. I know. I was just going to say hang. Listen, you're. I'm gonna you put my in, Invisalign back in. I'm gonna put my kids to bed, and I love you she's, guys. She's <sighs> putting her Invisalign back in. Snap it back in. Listen, if you haven't streamed Girls Five Eva on Peacock, you're making a huge fucking mistake. You're a flop. I don't like you yet. Until you stream it, then we can talk because it's such there a good go. show. Busy's amazing on it, as is the whole cast. I mean, we've been saying and Bowen um, and Bowen Yang is included in that. Um, mm. But wow, listen to Busy Phillips is doing her best. Pick up that book. This will only hurt a little. Matt, and I'm fucking send do you your one. research. I, I really want. I want. I want one too. Well, she didn't offer one to you. She didn't offer one to you. So you have no. Bowen, you didn't. You're gonna buy get an Emmy nomination. Out? Let me have the book. 
I'll send it to your sisters. I have my yes, I have my Invisalign back in. And it's All right, the Invisalign's back it. in, so that means we're going to come to a close, but we always, Bowen Yang, end with a song. We're trying to hold my breath. My breath. Let it slip away. These are not the words. <laughs> never what enough. I'm singing never, never enough. Never. But should we sing Michelle's song? A million dreams, dreams are keeping me awake. I want to sing Busy's song with Sarah and Paula and Renee. Uh, coming, coming, up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up for some. For the rest of that, listen to the Girls 5 soundtrack. <laughs> Featuring Busy Phillips. Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.